यू हैव अ लैंड एक जलता दिया ही दिए को जला सकता है वाइट टू वाइट कम है
reading that law line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Yes, that's right, folks. It's been a weekend of jihad. It's been continuing since the stream uh, from yesterday. <laughs> my my voice is uh, sounding a little hoarse, actually, because of uh, how long I was streaming yesterday. But hopefully, hopefully today's guest is uh, going to allow me to just sit back and, uh, well, I just want to absorb the information. Uh, I'm going to be streaming with uh, Broken Truth uh, TV. And... He's been doing, I, I don't want to send, say too much about him, but he's been um, attempting to do a mapping of the 21st century, as the title says, Bolshevik uh, tech tyranny networks that are beginning to envelop us. So let me just quickly uh, do some housekeeping. Of course, salute to Fallen Brothers. Uh, rest in peace, Davey. Lovely service yesterday. If you've wandered in here and wondering who I am, that's me. I'm a, I'm a real scientist, legit scientist, uh, that just lit up a, a bunch of, uh, how should we say, tryhards yesterday. And, uh, and the good news is, is uh, I've now got Copeland on the hook and I've got pages and pages of DMs with him where he just shows how uh, dim he is with respect to the actual science. Um, of course, housekeeping is of prime importance and 
the place to go to our forward operating base in this digital fifth whatever giga giga dimensional wank warfare uh mccandojo.com i'll put the link in the chat uh please go there because there you can find ways to uh keep the doc in this fight uh, fighting for you uh patreon uh wtyl.live tip jar that's the best one uh it, monster that will take you and that has the least overheads stream fags gay pal there is a gay pal link if you go up in the uh tweet and i will just paste it again if you want to send a dono that way i'll try to keep an eye on it and um i'm going to bring on our guest wait one second and let me just remove uh the second camera uh john can you hear me i can hear you uh, <laughs> good pleasure to finally meet you you too, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, no worries. Uh, you've uh, well, I say the the last real, like I say, uh, bombshell tweet that I saw where you where you've you're starting to take on this very very difficult task of mapping out who the individuals are, the connections between them, and how. And, and in my mind, they're the uh, the foot soldiers of this 21st century Bolshevism that we're that we're facing. Um, perhaps yeah. you'd like to add any more to the intro there? Well, well, um, you know, yeah, we, we've got a couple of different things in the water. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the things that we're doing is we're just sort of looking at who was uh, more vocal than normal about certain things. Um, and then we realized that they were connected to groups that were, you know, funding them either through maybe cash mm -hmm. or maybe they were funding them through like donations to do campaigns mm -hmm. um, to, you know, which which PSA campaigns are a good thing. I've done them for my professional work. So that said, there's a point when uh, Pfizer and other pharmaceutical companies are funding a lobbying group called bio which is then funding public group uh, public good projects to create this is our shot and then public group projects is also creating a group called shots heard around the world which then harasses medical doctors for for doing what was completely within their right as advocates for their patients to prescribe ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, or, or really just do what you should have done as a doctor, which would be try things and see what works. Yes, yes. Uh, it's It's been a, uh, a shocking state of affairs to see these uh, fundamentals ripped apart in the last three years. And the, yeah, I'm, I, I'm constantly left in a state of disbelief at where we are. And my my concern is is that it's not going to get better and we need individuals like yourself that have this capacity to go in and start mapping these networks and well you know i would i would i would clarify what you say it's not going to get better in terms of our perception mm -hmm. we are seeing it in real time and we are more aware of it 
But the truth is, it was already bad long before this mm, happened. Mm. This just sort of uh, brought it to light. Yes. So as you know, and so so we a lot of us get together, and there's kind of a sometimes like a depression that sets in because it's just so much. Mm. Um, but once you unpack that, get through that kind of grief, then you sort of go, no, it was it was bad before. It's been bad for decades, mm. even yes. centuries in some ways. Mm. Uh, so. So, yes, uh, it's not going to get better in terms of we're not going to go back into our happy denial right. uh, where we eat Cheetos and drink Diet Cokes. And, mm. uh, hey, you know, I don't. I, 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 I'm ketoing. <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? But like we, where we just kind of can delude ourselves into just mm. going back into uh, back to sleep. Yeah, that sort of comfortably numb state where you just assume yeah. that the individuals that we gave this privilege of working in these institutions that were bequeathed right. to us and we had some trust in as the public and you know just to give you a little um, anecdote you know you said it was bad prior to the pandemic and I can speak from the academic um, science perspective and yes it, mm -hmm. it, there was a lot of corruption, a lot of nepotistic networks, a lot of um, just outright fraud and abuse of what is essentially the, the public's money a lot of the mm. time. And, you know, I'm, I feel a weight lifted off my shoulders now that um, I'm not partaking in that, in that type of work anymore. Um, right. It's a, it's a it's a harder path to tread this um this, this renegade side that we're on um if it if i could actually when when did you first start doing the, i mean you, you got a nice setup bro there's uh are you using Thank the atom mini and green screen uh yes yeah so it's, yeah it shows bro. an iphone camera <laughs> is it yeah well you, you know what my uh, i've got a friend um who's you know he spent a bunch on cameras and lenses and uh he, he was amazed at just how well the um the cell phone cameras are nowadays uh, yeah i mean that was a new thing in uh, apple's latest operating system um was that you could plug your camera in and use your phone camera as your web camera mm -hmm. um which is which is pretty great and the background is actually one that i made i think it's i think it's sydney harbor okay but it, I'm, it might not be. But uh, anyway, I... Um, You've got I'm that chroma key dialed in, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because I had, like, my life was pr production up until oh, okay. uh, this point. And, um, and then I, I had all these tools here and, and I started doing the show about a year ago. And, it, and initially it was awful. And then you could just sort of follow the progression if you go through some of the older episodes and then come up mm. to now where it's like, okay, now we're, we're kind of upgrading a little bit. The graphics are getting a little better. Mm -hmm. Maybe at some point I'll be a real show. And, yeah. Uh, well, and, I, uh, you know, I've, I've just found <laughs> it's uh, um, you, you, one, you've got to have a, a degree of determination to keep doing, you know, to sit yeah. down in front of a camera and try to raise these very very important and complicated topics to um not just a lay audience you know it's it's surprising how many professionals have been caught out um in, in the last three years so 
from your well yeah yeah go on. a lot a lot of these professionals i mean i don't think they've ever been questioned hmm. especially doctors medical doctors hmm. you know doctors i think are given uh training in how to have a commanding presence yeah. and it's almost like a hypnosis that that they they will read a script that uses a lot of uh, complicated jargon mm. that uh you know the folk don't don't understand and don't want to understand mm. and then they give you a pill and you go well he said some stuff and i'm not supposed to eat so much cheese and here's my pill right and that's and then they go into the kind of like well he wore a lab coat and a stethoscope so he must be mm. yeah. <laughs> so so now you have them being uh challenged about things and, and it turns out a lot of them weren't reading the studies they were quoting uh, yeah. and a lot of them weren't trained uh you know you could you could ask a psychiatrist with uh training in uh, medications for you know certain conditions and say hey do you think prescribing fluvoxamine which is i think a black box black label drug mm -mm -mm. for a disease that has a 0. 0.0001 risk of death um especially if you don't go to the hospital mm -hmm. uh do you think that's a good idea considering that like what there's a percentage of users that might go uh, psychotic and become suicidal mm -hmm. which is like the treatment is did they just try fluvoxamine because it had the word flu in it um you don't know i, I want to say one of the main proponents behind fluvoxamine was actually steve kirsch um he funded yeah um much of that study and you know the, the my understanding is is that a lot of these um attempts or swings at um molecules uh that that actually sort of falls on uh, robert malone's shoulders the domain mm -hmm. um software running out of um I can't remember if domain is DARPA or DITRA, it's DITRA maybe. And mm. the, you know, this is where they, at, at the beginning of the pandemic, so I'm trying to remember, Michael Callahan, are you familiar with that individual? I'm not. So he, there was a famous article made about him called Our Man in Wuhan, and, you know, he's quite a striking looking individual sort of blonde haired blue eyed but very obviously um yeah intelligence operative and they were they were looking at and so this is where the uh, the first data points for formatidine were coming from right because mm -hmm. he'd noticed in wuhan that people who were taking formatidine were having a better outcome and all this data was being shuttled back and at this time, Robert Malone was um, very much ensconced in this medical countermeasures industry. Well, it's biowarfare medical countermeasures, as, as I like to describe it. And then they, they spewed out a bunch of molecules. Now, you know, why, why would they do that? Usually, in the case of like pharmacology, if they've got like an, a, a generic and they find out that it can be used for another condition. They can actually relabel it, get it patented again as a, you know, they might tweak a, 
a salt or a you know a, right. some molecule on it that doesn't really make any difference and and then they get a new product and um yeah then this, they don't they don't have to bother with generic billing and things like that for seven years or something mm, mm, mm. so so what what at what point did you transition from i, I don't want to be too nosy you into your bill? into your past but you know you, you you said you were working in production i mean that's that's obvious compared to your <laughs> compared to mine but the right, right. Uh, um how did you trans what were you doing prior to this and how did you transition into this project that you're doing right now um it's you know it's I, it's it's like a layered experience, right? So 25 years ago, um, 20, 30 years ago, in college, flies, I started right? getting migraines, right? It really does. Um, I started getting migraines, and uh, I couldn't figure out why, but I suspect it had something to do with my addiction to Diet Cokes. Mm -mm. And so uh, I, I, I learned about aspartame mm. and the story behind it, getting approved by the FDA and... Um, do you know that story? Um, vaguely, um, but please. I'll, if, uh, I'll, I'll recap. Yeah, just yeah, to sure, sure. So um, aspartame had been uh, rejected by the FDA throughout the Carter administration, and I think it was J.D. Searle, or, or Searle was the company that owned the, uh, the sweetener that they were trying to get licensed, and it kept getting rejected, causing... Uh, tumors and lab rats in Mexico and the lab. So they would just burn the lab down and try to start all over. <laughs> yeah. It seems and, to be part uh, of their MO, right? It's a... Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so what happened was, uh, at the time, uh, when Reagan was elected, his campaign manager happened to be a gentleman named, um, um, who became just chief of staff, uh, Donald Rumsfeld. Oh yeah. That, uh, yeah. Donald Rumsfeld. The man with no pulse. Right. Uh, Don, uh, Rummy was uh, also, I think, the CEO of Searle at the time. Okay. So the first thing that Reagan does is freeze the FDA from making any further approvals on anything, replaces the chairman or director or whatever his name is of the, of the FDA with a guy named Arthur Hayes, I believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, Arthur uh, promptly gets aspartame approved. And then suddenly you have this new sweetener in um all your diet soft drinks mm. uh, and uh so once i cut out for my personal experience i cut out those soft drinks and i also cut out monosodium glutamate which would be in you know ranch dressing and whatever mm. else um i uh my migraines were alleviated tremendously no. especially the painful parts of it mm. i'll still get them occasionally from like uh, when i'm tired or whatever but what about, uh, what about coffee but, and i saw you drinking a starbucks you stay the hell away from my coffee. <laughs> but Look, I, I, this I, war ends if I don't have caffeine. <laughs> but I, um, I, I find caffeine one of those triggers, even even coffee. If I go more than sort of like two two cups, three cups. Um, no, I don't do more than three cups, man. <laughs> but I, I do I do keep that going. Um, but I switched to stevia, which is a uh, a better sweetener or stevia or whatever. Mm. And, um, and that story also is super interesting. Stevia was uh, banned by the FDA to be used as a sweetener based off of two complaints. Hmm. 
Uh, and for years that was the case. Like you had to get it special, like like you had to get it from South America or whatever else. Mm. And it was a very like difficult process. And then finally the FDA relaxed, and uh, we started being able to get it. And so uh, stevia is just a, a, a plant, a plant extract that just tastes sweet. What's um, right? You know, it's, it's something that people should be aware. You know, amino acid supplements, right? If you if you have something like lysine or um, lick the tablet, see how sweet that is, right? It, right. It's actually quite surprising. Um, <laughs> but the um, yeah, I was I was kind of like I say, I'd, I'd heard about the stevia. What's uh, beautiful about it is you can grow it in your backyard. Oh, okay. And and you can just cut a little leaf off and put it in like a glass. Or you could even soak it in like uh, some lemonade uh, and use it as sort of a natural sweetener, just based off the leaf. You don't even have to process it or do anything else. Nice. nice. Um, it's sort of like a hippie's version of the worm in your tequila. Mm, mm, uh, mm. Although I don't know if the worm actually adds any flavor other than just, mm. I don't know. I, I, no, I think, I, I think it's just there for uh, <laughs> the, the masculinity test at right. the end of the bottle, right? <laughs> yeah, I fail. I fail. See, um, I, I, I so don't anyway, do it. I, yeah. I had so a buggy. The, this, this is a very long story, and I'm trying to make it fast. But uh, so yeah, I, take, I take time for it. I, 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 you can go as long form as you want. Yeah. Um, you, if you want to use salty language, feel free. Um, it's very, uh, I say, uh, heck yeah, minimal standards. Um, so, so anyway, I went through that, and I realized, like, wow. And I contacted people that were involved in sort of this, um, you know, migraine sufferers movement to try to get, you know aspartame monosodium glutamate whatever else regulated more because they were in everything mm -hmm. it was really bad at first now it's kind of toned down we have whole foods and whatever else i can get mm -hmm. you know a decent ranch dressing if i need to that it's not like loaded no, with no, that stuff. not so synthetic yeah um so uh that was kind of a beginning of an eye-opening experience for me and to see how these people were were, were treated by the fda and and how they were just silenced or ignored or called quacks or whatever. Um, I, at the time, I, I was so kind of new in my career, I, I couldn't really help them. Um, so I ultimately had to just kind of walk away from that. And I was like, I'm just going to do what I got to do for me <laughs> and uh, know what I know what to avoid. I mean, if other people want to do it, great. I don't it's not my responsibility. Um, and that's and I don't necessarily regret that. But I you know, those folks really did need some help and, and messaging and whatever else. And uh, ultimately, I've come back here at the you know a more advanced part of this fight um to kind of do this again so what happened for me was in 2020 i uh i got really freaked out about covid on january 3rd before mm. it even had a name mm. and uh being that i worked in uh, network television i had a lot of clients that were networks i also worked with uh, people at apple and stuff so i uh i waited going slowly crazy and more and more insane um in paranoia about covid um until the f i'm sorry the cdc announced i think in february that they were it was a pandemic alert so then i let my clients know i was like this is coming my company is already positioned to work from home we're going to be ready to go if you need us mm. and uh, i had uh worked with a couple of people about you know what they were saying about the virus the incubation period and whatever else um and uh 
and from that point, we sort of calculated that the shutdown would be around 3:20, March 20th, 2020, and that is right around the time yeah. I think that May, I think 24th is when uh, Gavin Newsom locked it down. Mm. And uh, so at that point, I mean, this is dude, this is me telling you, I was like the devil at one point, but I was making the campaigns that were encouraging people to stay home. <laughs> okay. Look, I, 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 I'll say this. I had a, I had an early contact with SARS, and it messed me up. And I, I was saying to people, and this is this is how I got into streaming, which was trying to warn people that it's not a, it's not just a respiratory pneumonia like people think. It has this systemic um, component to it that um, can target the brain. And um, it, it was there that I ran straight into. Um, hardcore censorship and, mm -hmm. and 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 you know now we know that they had all these networks nudge units you name it ready yeah. in place to m manage the narrative around what was being released to the public and right. you know that was very much epitomized by the um, the push for zoonotic origin and mm -hmm. i don't think well especially now after the recent failure of trying to pin it on raccoon dogs um we, we should be looking at these programs these biowarfare medical countermeasure programs right. that were uh, still are worth literally billions of dollars mm -hmm. um so, so yeah, so you were working for the devil and, uh, <laughs> well, and then, uh, I mean, and look, my people at the networks, they're my friends. I miss them. I love them. Um, ultimately I had to step away from the networks because later on, once I, once I became kind of aware of how this all works, I couldn't participate in that. Mm. Um, but, but I was still toeing the line. I even did like a, a, a campaign for medical doctors on the front line um where i got a bunch of them together to kind of you know let's all work together and have sort of a kumbaya moment mm. let's because at the time i was really trying to duck what seemed to be a cyanide breeze mm. Mm. you know and that and that was really uh the goal let's just make sure let's just get you got to duck wait through this weird 18-day incubation period which is by the way the same incubation period for you know coxiella mm. uh and i and i said let's just wait and duck and see what happens and uh, of course when I tried to do the doctor's campaign, suddenly the networks didn't want to run it. Mm. And I was kind of surprised because it was a hopeful, good message. And to reject it uh, and say they were going to air it, but not really air it, 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 it just seemed odd to me. Well, this but is a weaponized censorship networks right. at play. But it was, also, it was also, they weren't, they didn't want a message of, a message of unity. Mm, they wanted a message of divi division. Because I think at that point, the goal was to continue this antagonistic behavior to really get everybody riled up so mm. that Trump would lose the election. Mm. Exploiting yeah. the disaster for political gain. Yeah, that's, that's... And you could see that, you know, with how they treated hydroxychloroquine. I mean, that, that, that story alone was probably what freaked me out and pissed me off so much 
that I had to start getting involved. Mm. Uh, you know how Sapan Desai released a study end of May that claimed that hydroxychloroquine was killing all these people. Mm. CNN breathlessly runs and, you know, Trump doesn't understand science. He's killed all these people. And mm. and I used to work at CNN back in the day, like in the, seven, in the 90s. <laughs> Not the 70s. Well, the you've 90s. been working for the devil for a long time, bro. Look, I'm 400 <laughs> years old. <laughs> no, uh, but, but I, I had worked at CNN and I knew what it looked like when the news wasn't covering something. Mm. And, that's, and that's what I was seeing. They were not covering certain things. And they, they pushed the, the story of how deadly it was, was and then only covered like 90 seconds for the retraction. While uh, hydroxychloroquine out, plants were blowing up and burning right. down around the planet, right? Yeah, and, and, and so uh, that, and the way Sapan Desai got away with it, like I haven't seen any sort of ramification for what he did. Mm. I mean, that, that guy sh should be, I mean, he, he should have at least received several strongly worded emails. Okay. <laughs> but I don't, I mean, where, where was the punishment? Where was the loss of his medical license? Where was, mm. you know, where, where, where was Harvard coming out saying this in the name of science, this kind of uh, study malfeasance should be condemned in the strongest manner possible. There was none of that. Mm. Yeah. You know, you had Z dog going like, how many other studies have been done like this? And that was it. And then it was all, all yesterday's news. So that was when I reached out to Harvey Reich and a couple of other people. And I was like, how can I help? You know, I, I have the skill set. Mm. Um, and then through that process, I made sort of a, a documentary called Broken Truth Hydroxychloroquine, which sort of analyzed the media response to Oh, I haven't seen that. Let me just, I just want to. No, it's not down. online yet. So oh, what oh, happened okay. <laughs> was I, I made it sort of initially low budget, and it was really just a, a massive uh, compilation of statements from everybody except Trump. Because mm -hmm. if Trump said a thing, everyone's mind went out the window. Mm -hmm. So I, I made it where, you know, you just have Fauci make his own statements. You have everyone else make their own actual statements and contradict themselves often. And, uh, and I even took one at one point TED Talks, where you have uh, CIA and FBI interrogators mm. describe how to spot a lie, and then I juxtapose it with Fauci or Collins or whatever doing the same thing. Okay. <laughs> what's, so, what's, the, uh, what's the key tells there that we're, uh, the CIA um, were talking about? If you say that you will do something, but you're shaking your head no, okay. uh, okay. you know, and Fauci's going like, if I... If there was a study that was, you know, was properly done, uh, you know, recorded on the moon or on a special day in July, so that all the studies parameters that I require line up, I would gladly uh, try hydroxychloroquine. Meanwhile, he's shaking his head no the whole time. Um, there are uh, anyway. There's, there's those are TED talks that are on YouTube. So after that, I. Um, I uh, was still doing work for networks, and uh, ultimately, when I think the community corp began and the uh, HHS was putting cash in networks, mm -hmm. I was asked to promote a documentary that featured Anthony Fauci and uh, uh, celebrating the cure of the vaccine. And I was like, mm -hmm. "How can I do this and still have a soul, guys?" That's that's exactly what I said, and I and they were great about it. They were they were not there was no hard feelings about it, but 
But after that, I, I just feel like God was not going to let me stay on that path. Mm. So Wait, I had to were you away. tracking uh, Remdesivir at all? Um, during um, this? Because I, it was at that time that suddenly, oh yeah, we've we've got this miracle cure, yeah. right? And yeah, I, I had a bad vibe about Remdesivir. I even in Remdesivir is featured in that documentary some because you know it talks about how you know those clinical trials were just sort of sure just bring it on in and you could see scott gottlieb just salivating on cnbc yeah yeah uh talking about how great it is meanwhile his company's manufacturing it for gilead yeah you know yeah. and it's just pure cash it was it was what that was and it was cash that kills mm. um so yeah. so that, that i focused on the fact that it was very expensive and uh, Fauci, you know, sort of gleefully talking about how it's approved. And he goes, you know, the numbers might change a little bit, but it's mostly approved. It's perfect. And he was, even his mannerisms when he would talk about remdesivir versus hydroxychloroquine. Mm. <laughs> it's just, uh, what a disaster. What a, uh, yeah, what a... it, it's been one thing after another. And, you know, there's the Milken Institute lectures. Um, just prior to the pandemic, where mm. it, you know what I'm on about, where it's some guy from the New York Times, and I want to say Fauci's there, and a, a few others, and they're talking about the need to blow up the current vaccine system. And great. There's, uh, I was, I always like to point people to this this particular gem, and. Um, are you familiar with an individual called Andrew C. Weber? Possibly. There's so many people out there. I... Yeah, I'm not playing a gotcha at all. It's just uh, um, so, yeah. um, you know, he was very much involved uh, with the Obama administration. He was part of the um, basically like the non-Luger agreement with sort of dismantling Soviet era um nuclear, biological, and chemical weapons, okay? And at the beginning of the pandemic, he appears on a podcast called 80,000 Hours. Are you familiar with mm. that one? I'm not. Oh, yeah, so um, I encourage you to go look at this um, podcast because it's it's quite eye-opening because what, he, what he's talking about in that, in that stream is... The, they've reached the point where they can extinguish the existential threat from biowarfare. And the way that they do that is through this ability to um, rapidly adapt mRNA platforms. And, you know, essentially the, at a regulatory level, it's the same ingredients, right? Mm -hmm. And he's he's literally you can hear the glee in his voice as he's talking about this technology, and um, and you know at the at the time it's going back a bit now, so I might have the timelines mixed up, but um, he he was definitely definitely in on the inside track with respect to the direction that they were trying to trying they dragged us in this particular direction to one where essentially it was vaccination 
nothing else, um, Rendemsevere, or and and your job if you refuse to comply. And I, I guess I'm I make the presumption you're still in California, right? And right, right. Um, California seemed to be one of the worst, <laughs> yeah, states for for this sort of bureaucratic overstep in, into tyranny. Um, mm. How how did that start manifesting around you? Um, I mean, you know, California is almost a communist country at this point—a communist <laughs> country that that robs you blind financially. Mm. Um, but if you know how to navigate around it, it's it's look, fine, it's beautiful. You know? I, I I live there. I love the coastline of California. It's just full of um, too many uh, cranks. Californians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you nailed it, bro. But, yeah. uh, I did, I didn't want. I I don't want to put you in well, the in the same. Technically, I'm from the southeast of Georgia, so I'm, oh, okay. I'm a so country boy. So some based roots to uh, yeah, to, yeah, to build off. So, but uh, so you've got um, I th I think when I noticed this medical situation go down uh, was in 2017 or 2018 when there were was a measles out measles outbreak supposedly mm. at Disneyland. Yeah, I remember. And that was kind of used as a a precursor to mandatory vaccines and. And sort of a change in, in like requiring the vaccines. Oh, this would have never happened except for the people that don't do the vaccines for their kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you had like Richard Pan, uh, who was a um, expletive senator from California, and uh, he's a pediatrician. Yeah, you can swear, I bro. I don't, I don't mind it. It, it, it adds yeah, uh, flavor to the, the the stream. I do it all the time. I'm effing and blinding when I'm, when, I'm, when it's just me. <laughs> well, if I meet him in person. I don't want him to go, hey, you called me a douchebag. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, it's true. Look, man, if the hat fits. Uh... Yeah, you know. Uh, so anyway, so he, he, he's been a big proponent of these sort of um, terrible, terrible laws mm. uh, that take away the rights of parents and children. And um Luckily, there's a large homeschooling population in California that's grown tremendously in the last few years. Mm -hmm. um, so, so you know, because look, I mean, even without him and his involvement, the California school systems and the union teachers unions, especially, are just evil. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to say it. I mean, these people are messed up. Not all of them. You have so many good ones, but the the bad ones have just ruined it. Uh, so, so anyway, you had uh, Richard Pan, and uh, I think there's another one named Buffy Wicks, um, a, a few others that are Scott Weiner in California. He's a mm. real. He's, I I can't express verbally how gross well, I, he is as a person. Just think of the I disgust mean, in, you get like, when you think of his picture with uh, it, it, of him in the in his underpants. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, look, look, this is what the guy did. He comes to, he goes from the San Francisco city council or whatever, and goes to uh, the Senate in California. And he's like, let me, let me see what, what really matters to Californians. Mm. <laughs> and so he goes and analyzes a law that stated that, um, uh, I mean, I want to get this right. 
In fact, I maybe I should. I, I've written it up exactly. Yeah, sure. That's, that's, that text, I, because I because it's it's such a technicality that he he felt was super important. Um, but uh, what he wanted was the law stated that a judge had to mandatorily put someone in um, the sexual predator uh, database mm. if they had uh, anal or oral sex with a 14 year old Mm -mm. Mm -mm. or younger. Um, And Scott said, Hey, that's not fair Mm. uh, because gay men wouldn't have vaginal sex. So somehow he changed the law so that no, I'm, I'm totally not getting it right. And I'm my phone. But anyway, he, 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 it was the the fact that they've lowered this at the, age of consent that you know this predation from adults well, it, into... it was it was it was more than that it was that uh it allowed um uh if if you had anal or oral sex with a child at 14 years or older the other party didn't have to mandatorily go into the sex uh, sexual criminal database mm. megan's law I think that's it. So it was it was sort of a technicality, and it was like, oh, on the basis of equality, let's make it where you can have anal sex with a kid and not have to be on a sexual predator database. Yeah. Oh, great, thanks, Scott. That was exactly what he also, you know, he also Scott also made it where you could uh, knowingly give someone HIV and expose right. them to HIV, <laughs> and not it's not a crime. Just imagine how many dudes have woken up <laughs> in Scott's San Francisco apartment. Hey, do I know you? Yeah, I'm the guy that legalized mm. <laughs> giving someone HIV intentionally. Oh, <laughs> do you like your eggs scrambled or overeasy? <laughs> you know, I mean, so like that's a that's a the the guy. Well, it's Pete California, right? Yeah, and he's and he's involved in all these things that somehow involve kids. And uh, what a mess. Mm. And when he talks about uh, California or Texas, he calls Texas, uh, you know, the handmaiden's tale. Because because you have freedom. Mm. Traditional roles are still sort of. Yeah, um, yeah. Not not. I normalized, I guess. And yeah. so, So anyway, you've got a lot of bad, bad actors here in California and there's really you know even if you look on the right you go oh well the Republicans will speak sanely right no there's such a huge rhino population here Mm. Um, we really need to get some some uh, hunters to depopulate the rhinos yeah they're getting getting in the way of progress I mean and it's and it's unfortunate because you know you'd like to think that some of these people are good, but unfortunately they seem to be all narcissistic endeavors to get mm. attention and to further their political careers. Yeah. And I, the, the concerning thing for me is, is the, they're slaves to their appetites and, you know, Wiener being the, um, example <laughs> that you can, you can place right, right on the top. But, um, that type of, um, deviancy is it, it it's running all through 
the political system. I don't, I, I don't think it matters so much which state you're from. Once you start getting up to those levels, again, there's this um, corruption in these networks. The, there's a moral decay in the institutions that were bequeathed to us. And um, they're being, well, I would argue that they've been weaponized. And so as, as a premise, I sort of push on my stream somewhat is that okay we have this biowarfare medical countermeasures industry mm -hmm. and but it's not just that it's that it was their ability to weaponize legislation that was a force multiplier in in this um release and you know a lot of people sort of you know they they get the moral and ethical arguments about vaccination i find that right. that's that's not such an issue it's trying to get them to make the cognitive leap to these understanding of the biowarfare countermeasures and then some it's someone has a top-down view that can look at all these complex interacting systems and line them up such that it, it it becomes possible for them to side it and pull the trigger on it to um, achieve maximum effect. And mm -hmm. um, you know the work the work that you've done that I I, I was looking at. Um, you know it's well it's I I, I it's a skill it's a skill set that I don't have to be able to to start teasing this stuff apart. Um, I mean, what, you know, what you guys do, you're, you're in the trenches fighting the fight, which is, it's sort of an inversion, right? Cause here I'm like this uneducated buffoon. Well, I wouldn't say uneducated. I mean, like you're you are switched you on, know, right? You, 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 right. you grasped what was going on and so, let's say self-educated. How about that? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I have a degree in whatnot, um, but in communications, but I mean, it's not a PhD. It's my, my world experience is more ex actual experience, just doing jobs and, mm -hmm running businesses and things like that well so, with the state of phds today bro that's uh <laughs> i know i uh, once made a joke to somebody at yale i was like look i'll take an honorary phd but not one from harvard <laughs> <laughs> it's such a mess now well the, the, all those organizations are epsteinized right um literally and yeah. th that that element plays a lot into the uh, again the snafu that we're dealing with that that particular element of control mechanism right which is which which again feeds into individuals appetites and then they obviously get them in compromising positions and then they're able sure. to leverage against them and i don't know did you have you had sort of personal experience i mean especially working in um TV. It sounds like you were. Um... I was kind of all over the place. I, honestly, it was the weirdest thing. I was almost like Forrest Gump. I would just be in sort of these like, I met presidents and vice presidents and network executives of all the different places. I got to work, you know, in Silicon Valley for a little while. I mean, just um, it's 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 it was a very blessed career. I and I'm actually kind of getting back into it. Um, but, but I'm working more with people of like mind, right? So that, uh, 
that appeals to me more right now is helping helping mm. my folk um but what are you exactly asking me like well just to be, because you were you, you said met presidents you you're seeing executives um did you were you sort of cognizant of this epsteinized control oh. networks at at the time yeah one time one of my coworkers was like did you realize we were working for the illuminati and i was like well I just thought it was Fred and Steve <laughs> up in accounting or marketing mm. or whatever. I mean, and, and I don't, I don't, I, I don't find that many people at most levels who are intentionally malicious. If that makes sense. I do find people that are um, brainwashed. Mm. Um, and I do find that some people uh, have a propensity to enjoy the suffering of others. Yeah, sadists. The the Milgram mm. is it the Mil Milgram experiments? Yes. Yeah. Uh, where they uh, forced people to torture someone if they got an answer wrong, electroshocking mm. a person in another room, and the person in the other room would they would up every time they got a question wrong, they would increase the the wattage of the Mm. the jolt that they received to the point where you had um essentially lethal the right they they, they, f yeah. they thought they were giving lethal um, levels and they continued you know and sometimes they would i mean and it, and it is really a cruel experiment mm. um but they would turn and be like i'm not doing this anymore and then they'd keep doing it mm. you know when they were get, well, getting paid ten dollars to do this experiment yeah. that really showed that you could turn just about anyone um into a, a monster However, I think one of the things they came away with was that there was a percentage of the population that was more quick to say no. And uh, I mean, maybe it was a third. And, Ooh, and I, I, I do, I do pray it's that high. I really do. <laughs> I know. I, I feel, I feel like that's, I feel like that's part of what we're experiencing. Like we're seeing who people really are. Mm. Mm. And um, as awful as this experience is, we're all becoming much more savvy. We're, yes. we're all aware of what's going on. So, you know, we go back to what you said at the beginning. I don't know if it's going to get better. It's the perception of it. Mm. Um, better because it's, we're aware of how bad it has been, not just recently, but in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s and the 60s, the 50s, 40s. Mm. You know, um, we brought back those scientists from Germany and have been paying for it ever since. Yes, yes. You, you, you know, I have a regular um, contributor on, on this stream. He um, mm. goes by the pseudonym Nick St. James. And he's basically mm. a, um, well, he's a gay man, but um, I, I'll let that slide in this instance. Um, but he, he came with the receipts on literally how the lab origin of HIV came about, the links to these paperclip, um, you know, people, people, people think of paperclip and they think of rockets. Actually, it's not the case. It was primarily sort of doctors, biologists and scientists yeah. in, in that field. And, and they, they started developing their biowarfare programs after um, the Second World War, and they just 
kept cleverly morphing them. Uh, and he, he's encyclopedic. You, if, you, if you're making documentaries, um, it's great that we've hooked up because he, he's, he's looking for someone to be able to really um, get, Tell get that this. Tell story. Yeah, and to bring it down. Because the thing is that it, it is such a um, black-pilled and disturbing history. And like I said, I don't, I, I don't know how much you're familiar with it and the potential that, you know, from polio, trying to make polio, they found a whole bunch of other new viruses that they were... SV40? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, We actually just interviewed uh, Judith Ferry Baker two weeks ago. Oh, okay. And she was uh, this young girl that was working with Alton Oshner in uh, New Orleans to weaponize SV40. Hmm. And uh, what ended up happening was they, they would take animals, they would inject like these baby mice because the baby mice were more likely to develop huge tumors because their immune systems were small or were weaker. They would inject baby mice with SV40. They'd grow these massive tumors. They would uh, cut the tumors off, liquefy them, inject them into other animals, radiate the animals, create mutations and then re-inject and then it would just keep going up levels but what happened and this was really terrifying was that it reached a point where her supervisor was mary sherman uh who was in the book dr mary's monkey dr mary's monkey yeah uh mary sherman said hey we're gonna have to wear masks and gloves and uh and ventilate and uh we're gonna change our disposal process of these mice and and she was like why she goes well Marmosets and other cages were developing tumors and we hadn't injected them with anything. Mm -mm, mm. Meaning it was airborne or at least aerosolized waterborne slightly, you Mm -mm, know, mm. Um, which is terrifying. Well, let me me give you a little inside uh, insight into how monkeys are housed. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, the regulations are much, much better now but literally you know you've got a three foot by three foot cage that they'll stick a macaque in and you know it's just meshed and mm-hmm. the monkeys can make contact with each other and um and you know back then they would be racking and packing them um really this was tight. in an apartment right yeah. <laughs> i went by the apartment i drove across the country and i i went to new orleans and actually took a picture of the apartment building because okay, okay. i just want to make you know you, you read these things and you're like this is insane yeah where yeah. the hell was this and and what they would do is after they you know cut the tumors off the little mice and whatever whatever animals were di- dead they would just flush them down the toilet into the new orleans water system <laughs> because prior to that they were using an incinerator in the in the apartment building Mm. These people were insane. Now, I mean, I talked to Judith, and she's great, and she feels awful about what she did. Mm. She's, uh, and so now she goes forward. But also, the crate, you know, the this is the part of the story that I don't even really like to talk about. Oh, we, um, but it's we, we love that, or not that we love, but we're, we're very uh, well-versed in this torrid history. And I, I'm very much interested well, to hear your takes on it. Well, I mean, you, you know, if you know about Dr. Mary's Monkey, the 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 sexy part of the story isn't 
that they weaponized the monkey virus to kill P- Castro in a, a week mm-hmm. uh, or to create tumors in a week and kill him in a month. Um, it was that or she was assigned a handler in the spring of 1963 in the summer uh, to sort of oversee her work because she Judith Barry Baker was like an 18, 19 year old girl mm-hmm. uh, with all these important people working on this kind of clandestine. Yeah, she, she was some like genius level that they yeah. just sort of. Uh, facilitated in i'm trying to i'm trying to she was doing she was giving other animals tumors in a lab that she had in high school right and that's why they were like okay we're gonna put you to work on this because you're Mm. gonna create a disaster Mm. if you don't have some supervision um and uh they she was a human weapon for them yeah and so uh she was assigned this handler a guy that was already kind of in the in the group's of mafia CIA combination. I mean, it was how ridiculous is all this? Was it, wasn't it? Was wasn't Lee, it Oswald? The, the, yeah, the, yeah, it was Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. Um, Imagine that. <laughs> and and I tell you, and I told her, and I was like, "Damn it, Judith, <laughs> this story has legs without him." In fact, bringing him in kind of makes the story less believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from, a, yeah, from yeah. an abstract standpoint, and I think that's why it's gone gone as long as it has without receiving more prominence. Because you hear Lee Harvey Oswald, and you're like, okay, I don't want any part of this. Mm-hmm. My brain is going to check out. Because well, that, that's that's literally the uh, the emergence of narrative control, right? So around, right. Um, I was going to say RFK, JFK. Um, yeah. You know, that's that's when they started to push. Well, if you believe something other than the orthodox line, you're a conspiracy theorist. Well, now, interesting thing about RFK Sr. was that apparently he helped Lee Harvey Oswald get back into the country after he supposedly defected to Russia. I don't know. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) So, I mean, this is, you know, this, this is all so insane. And it's, and I find it to be, intriguing that it's occurring with rfk jr now running i mean like it's it's almost like this like like all these narratives are coming together Mm. at the same time and it's i don't know it's like the universe is pulling some strings to make this happen i don't know where it's going but it's it's an interesting journey so far yeah yeah um i'm definitely with you on we're living in interesting times the problem is is as we were just saying, it, it's interesting times being orchestrated by deviants and um, ne'er-do-wells that just, as you pointed out, are sadists. Right? Mm-hmm. They get off on inflicting misery and pain onto onto other people. Yeah, and you know, I think I think we're sort of seeing that being writ large so so you, you you're sort of familiar with how these these programs were existing and then in 69 nixon with uh kissinger um they basically you know they make a big public announcement about how they're not going to be doing offensive biological warfare etc right and, and then they signed the biological warfare convention and as my friend nick puts it that they basically just went essentially with a sharpie and just wrote defensive (laughs) over all their documents and and that morphed into the special virus cancer program are are you familiar with that um i'm not familiar with that one 
Yeah, that 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 one really begins to, um, well, you know, pe pe sensible people are, are suspicious of governance and those people sure. at, at, at the top, right? You, you should be right, and in in this program, this is this is where they just start um, turbocharging the. Um, the hunt for these viruses and and out of this work retroviruses emerge and you know to sort of cut along well I don't, I don't want to miss out important details but you know in that program they had this um, uh, sub-program of uh, medical primatology where, where they were um, pulling monkeys, primates, chimpanzees, and hunting for these, um, you know, the leukemia or, or the oncogenic viruses. And, and they were doing, and, you know, this really sort of sticks in my mind, that they were doing direct blood transfusions between chimpanzee and human beings, right? Yeah. And... That, that that's the level of um well I, i'm not sure i have the description for such unethical experiments deranged experimentation the deranged hubris yes yes very much so and the um well you know the point that it it, it gets to is that they've they probably realize that they've got this HIV-like um, virus. And right. it seems, um, I'm, I'm going to take the evidence of what I've seen, that a, a sort of decision was made at a eugenics level where they, they targeted a subpopulation that they figured that they could do what they wanted with, right? So um, blacks were no longer available because, you know, Tuskegee uh, experiment had sort of been exposed and a lot of a lot of those sort of um, very, very dubious, um, again, biowarfare research type studies have been done. And in, in this instance, they've, they've moved towards, well, we, we can target uh, gay people um, because no, no one's really going to, care about them and and the, the disturbing element to this is so in in the heptavax trial you know they had i don't know a few thousand sort of sign up and then over half didn't make it to the they just dropped off the the, the medical radar and the presumption is is that they succumbed to uh, yeah. the hiv and I, I think it's been a, a a case of massively covering up, um, massively covering up the um, this link to this virus and its uh, properties because we see it being deployed right now in SARS-CoV-2, and um, hang on, uh, Charles. You know Charles Rixey, right? Probably. 
Uh, he's the WMD <laughs> of um, WMD Marine. Um, that he, he's going around and look. He he he's got the receipts with respect to the synthetic biology that was inserted into um, coronaviruses. So the, the furin cleavage site and the uh, the HIV epitopes. And the thing is, you can there's there's direct lineage and and pedigree and and scientific family trees that you can follow from the emergence of SARS-CoV-2 all the way back into special virus cancer program that you know the period before um, yeah. you know the I, I don't know the, the Mary's monkey um, period and I, I, I think now maybe the the pressure has. Or, or, or it's got so complex that they haven't been able to to contain it, and the and this is why you've seen them weaponize the uh, the psychological narrative operations. So let, let, let me ask you a question: do, do you remember a paper coming out early in the pandemic where it was an Indian group, and they the paper was yeah. uncanny similarity between. HIV and SARS. Yeah, Eric Feigelding, I think, tweeted it out, and he was like, "Have you know, is this true?" And it got all this attention, and then it was retracted. Right? It was mm -hmm. forced retracted. Oh yeah, it was forced retracted. Um, that Fauci pounced on that um, straight away because the it, it it just shone a bright light exactly on um, the elements that were so. Um, so so suspicious basically so it's funny you know you when we go back in time and we sort of reevaluate the actions and the statements of people when it was all happening it's clear now and even you know the FOIA requests that have been allowed to go public even in yesterday uh epic times was had an article about how francis collins fauci lawrence tabak they were all covering their ass. Mm -hmm. They were terrified that it was going to get out that the Wuhan Institute had been paid by them to do this stuff. And Eco Health Eco Health Alliance was involved. They, you know, garrisoned an army to write a letter of from all these different groups that, of course, they're funding to say, "Oh, you have to reinstate Eco Health Alliance's cash immediately mm -hmm. because it's you know it's a danger to science to you know." stop bad scientists from doing bad shit mm. <laughs> yeah so you must give them back these millions of dollars and it's and, and they gave it back to them like in uh, july mm. even though they knew that eco health alliance had not provided records properly for like mm. 18 and 19 mm. uh they were more concerned about covering their ass than they were fighting this disease and while they're at it i th i have uh francis collins on record saying that um, you know, they want to track a disease over time and, and do genetic testing and upload it to the cloud. I mean, he says all of this at mm -hmm. the American Genetic Society conference in 2017. Mm -hmm. They want to get you sick. They want to test your DNA. Then they want to continuously test it to see how the disease affects your core DNA. Yeah, and epigenetic changes. And, um, and I, I think that's very much a driving force in the um, 
state of affairs that we're seeing right now. And, you know, this... So this sort of ties back again. I, I, I wish Nick was here. I'd, I'd bring him into the conversation because he's such an eloquent speaker and uh, anthropologist when it comes to this type of data. But you're familiar with Club of Rome, um, yeah, yeah. Kissinger and limits to growth, etc. And um, th these people's ideas, these Malthusian eugenicist um, worldviews permeate that um, I don't know what it's not political is it? It, it it's it's beyond politics it's um, I don't know state control think tank level um, networks and well what do they say the Illuminati's goal is to maintain human race for a thousand years I, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's what I've heard, right? The Illuminati wants to maintain human species for a thousand years. I've heard the five hundred million number population. Um, yeah, that. So it's funny. I went and took a picture and a drone, a couple of drone videos out, uh, like at the uh, the um, the the Georgia Guidestones. Which, by the way, I lived like an I grew up and spent you know the first twenty five years of my life. An hour and a half from that place. Okay. Never heard of it. Didn't know anything. I mean, it was only, it was there like a, at when I think they built it when I was six or seven. Mm. I never heard of that shit. We didn't know anything about it. Mm. Suddenly the world starts going insane and I find out this is my backyard. So I'm back in Georgia and I go and take pictures of me outside of it. And I was like, Hey, check it out. Mm. Then one night I somehow te texted a friend. I was like, Oh yeah, Georgia guide sounds. And the next morning he goes, it blew up last night. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> it's take, uh, take that. Right. Evil geniuses. Just one of those uh, another one of those coinkidinks that um yeah. just keep keeps popping up. And you know, what what's popped into my mind is as you were talking about Francis Collins. So recently um Jordan Peterson had an interview with Benjamin Netanyahu. Did you see mm -hmm. that? I did not. So it's very, very interesting one to watch. So um, in that interview, Netanyahu says that um, what they what they did is that they specifically made agreements with Pfizer because of their because th th basically they have um, conscription there, right? So every mm -hmm. every everyone has to serve, and so they've got these very very detailed medical databases and and basically what what he was saying was that because of the you know it's it's a very diverse population in israel that um, because of that diversity um they had this chance to be able to run this experiment where they would be given this insight into this these interactions which you were describing, which is the genetic and epigenetic changes that occur in response to ex uh, pathogens and then interventions. Mm -hmm. And and it described, you know, he just describes perfectly this whole scenario which we're talking through. And um, it's, well, it, it, for me, it's just an indicator that there's, there's far more... Um, planning 
um, when I say con yeah, conspiracy, um, to to bring us to this point where they're using, and, and this is the most disturbing fact, that as they forced the medical countermeasure, it, what, it the only thing that was being offered to people essentially was you had to take the vaccine, right? Right. But the vaccine that they're using is not a, a traditional vaccine in any sense. Um, no, it's not. And, and it's, it uses, well, I, I'm sure I don't have to, but, you know, the gene transfection technologies. And it, in, in a way, it's very difficult for me to dismiss this idea that they've done this mass experiment to see how these these products are tolerated and you know and again to see the um the, the interactions between the pathogen and the and the and, and the individual and um many many countries seem to be the western countries what i would call the five eyes collective they are the countries that had the most draconian bureaucratic steps right. taken and right you know i'm i was in japan uh, during all this and you know i had a bad run in with sars very early on and you know i was warning people about its um its potential for harm but there was very very light touch here nothing shut down the schools shut down for a couple of weeks and the life carried on as normal. And from my chair, it was hard to countenance what I was seeing through my screen in countries that were supposed to be the bastions of individual sovereignty and um, you know rights, and to see them being. Um, ripped up in, in, in real time. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, where do, where do you see it heading? Um, it's hard. It's, it, I don't want to sound crazy, <laughs> uh, but I don't necessarily uh, think this is going to work out great for um, pop scientists. Does that make sense? Like your uh, the people that are going on TV telling you to. I mean, look look at how all of these people, like the CNN, um, what was her name, the uh, uh, Asian doctor lady. The oh yeah, 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 Lena. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's a dude. Oh, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like she's going on there. She's like, oh, I think it's really important that you know we uh, don't don't let the kids go to school unless they wear masks and have vaccines and all this stuff. And then like over time, her her narrative sort of completely changes to where she's saying the opposite. Now she's concerned about the damage that's being done to children. And I I think that hypocrisy. I don't even know if you can call it hypocrisy, but. But I don't see things being great for those people. I, I do see a potential for RFK to kind of red pill a lot of people on the left who somehow went from being for civil liberties, for choice, 
and now they're the the ones that are all about you know you must get the shot and mm. uh you're the conspiracy i mean it's it's amazing what's happened to yeah the juxtaposition is just mind-blowing right that that how, how things have switched around and, and and for me where it's been most dark has been the war in ukraine right where yeah. where <laughs> the, it's a money grab it is a pure money grab but it's the left and a weapons grab yeah yeah <laughs> well, it's, it's time to replace the stocks right so the, right may as well uh, use them up well i mean and and, and that's a little concerning because if you if you think about it from a str strategic standpoint if you wanted to weaken your enemy you would figure out ways for them to waste all their munitions mm. to abandon their weapons on the field mm. um you it is it is like the united states and all the five eyes are under an attack of sorts from within mm. Uh, so that we could, in theory, be left um, only with nukes. Mm. You know, uh, we're 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 spending more time concerned about um, our drag queens accepted in the military mm. than we are about is our military functional. Mm -hmm. um, we we have ignored a massive wave of depression and PTSD from our soldiers coming back from mm -hmm. Afghanistan and and other theaters. And they're committing suicide in unbelievable numbers. Mm. And a lot of that was potentially linked to mefloquine that they were given uh, overseas. Oh, the mefloquine uh, being anti-medlarial. Um, yeah, a descendant mm. of uh, hydroxychloroquine, mm. um, which somehow seems to be linked to massive PTSD. And mm, Interesting, because th there's a... Um... Condition. Even after you stop taking it, yeah, yeah. there's a condition called quinism, where mm. you you start to develop, um, you know, almost sort of schizoid type um, breaks with uh, reality, and mm -hmm. um, it can be a yeah, it can be quite a devastating condition. I, I haven't I hadn't heard the link about this to PTSD. That's interesting. Where where did you find that out? Uh, I actually had a former soldier ask me to to investigate it. Um, he was like, "Please do a, a you know investigation into mefloquine." And there there are a couple of uh, news stories out there. I think mefloquine is a black label drug too, or black box drug. Probably. You double check that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so so we've got these we've got all these things happening. Um, if if you wanted to destroy a nation from within over a fifteen to twenty year time frame, mm. we're we're on that path. We give injections that uh, can cause myocarditis in twelve year to seventeen year old males, mm. which is tomorrow's next generation warfighter. Yep. We um, are potentially exposing our females to the same jab, which has a longer term effect of you know the p fifty three suppression and. Mm -hmm. um, ovarian and breast cancers um, right around the same time that our hospitals are all practicing and sharpening their blades on how to remove breasts and transition children's gender. I mean, that's so gross, right? We, we remove our, um, our ability to breed. We remove our soldiers ability to fight. I mean, if you've got a kid with myocarditis, it's not going to be a good soldier, especially mm -hmm. in a, frightening situation on your mm -hmm. enemy would just fall dead 
mm. with a firecracker. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we've got um, we've got a lot of serious condition. I mean, so so you look at the Ukraine war; it seems to be just like a a drain of money, a drain of resources, all going where? Well, I mean, and hundreds and hundreds. <laughs> Yeah, hundreds of billions of dollars. I mean, do, is, do you think that it's any surprise that Hunter Biden was replaced by a former CIA agent mm. on the board of Burisma? Mm. Nobody ever talks about that. And the, the guy that replaced him on the board of Burisma was uh, one that told George Bush about going into Afghanistan. I think his quote was, we'll have flies on eyeballs in a month or a week or whatever, meaning that dead people would be... Yeah. Oh, okay. I was That's trying fun. to. I was trying to pass that one for a second. What a hell of a statement! <laughs> right. You know Jeez. what? Anybody that says that should run this energy company. That's that's who we want on the board. Wow. Um, um, well, so, you, you know, <laughs> they say you need this psychopathic traits at the at the CEO level, right? You, you need that dark right. triad. Um, that's, we need that on the board. Uh, so, I mean. I, it's amazing to me, first of all, that we had all this talk about Burisma before the election, mm. and we all knew it. It was all there, and surprise, we're now at war with them. Mm. Mm. Um, so Is that it's, your, your it's garage door opening, a, family home. Yes, um, uh, Broken Truth Worldwide Headquarters. <laughs> yes, I, dude, I've got I have kids coming in all the time, all the, when I'm live streaming, and uh, it's just uh, it, people say it just adds to the charm. So I hope so. <laughs> look, uh, look, your production, get... your production is uh, is I, I'm I'm jealous, bro. <laughs> so. Yeah, our studio. I mean, at some point, I may have to play um, uh, Tickle Monster. <laughs> No worries, dude. There's kids like I, I. We all love kids coming into the live stream, so don't, uh, don't uh, worry about it. But yeah, the um, the. Oh, pardon me for the apocalypse. Hi, honey. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to our regularly scheduled mm. end of the world. Mm. Sorry, well, daddy will be out later. <laughs> there's this, but there's this other issue around Ukraine, which. Um, right. links so strongly to this COVID scenario, right? Which is, again, we have these clandestine laboratories receiving, un you know, sums of money that don't match what is the stated public mission objective, which is essentially surveillance, right? That they're looking for flu or... Um, you know, Ukraine is interesting because of uh, Ukrainian Congo, Crimea, no, Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever, uh, tick-borne disease. And, um, you know, one, one of the things that I've had to learn over the last few years is this, again, this biowarfare medical countermeasures um, industry. And... This next generation biowarfare is all about incapacitation, right? So if you're making an incapacitation agent within the treaties that exist, it's legal, right? And so I, I, this is my own 
personal view, just sort of trying to pass the science. What they're, what they're trying to do with these laboratories, particularly as they're jutting up against the southern border of Russia, and the same within Georgia as well, is mm -hmm. they're looking to um, have a very detailed um, map of the biome and virome of a region. Okay, and mm -hmm. then when they when they do that, and, this, and literally, they were shuttling samples from Ukraine back to Ysamrid um, and uh, you know other right other bio warfare focused uh, military quasi military private um, entities, and what what they're trying to do is to have a trick up their sleeve where they can deploy an incapacitation agent in the field and have you, you know you, you can knock the enemy battalion down by 30 percent and if your if your guys have the again through something like the mrna platform um a yeah an, an offensive or, or or fighting advantage on the on the battlefield that's that's how i think this industry kind of operates now and, th and but that's a historical i mean that's biological warfare has been going on in the united states almost i think since the uh, revolutionary war hmm. or the war of rebellion depending on who you talk to <laughs> uh, american yeah so um i think it was a smallpox mm. Mm. uh yeah. washington Tried to give the British troops. This is actually, this is a segment. Um, don't tell anybody. It's just between us. Yeah. Uh, but one of the interesting things that I want to put in my new revision, revised version of the hydroxychloroquine docu documentary is that um, in the Civil War, uh, Abraham Lincoln had a northern embargo on the southern states. And what they were restricting was cinchona bark and quinine or quinine depending on who you talk to because malaria was a big problem especially in uh, the southern eastern states like where i'm from you have mosquitoes that would get everybody sick and you'd have a fever and uh and especially when troops are marching through and there's a marsh or whatever else then you're going to get exposed to whatever's in that marsh and a lot of times it would be those kind of mosquitoes that carry malaria mm. so lincoln blocked access to it and that was a decision that affected black white free slaves men women young old mm. everyone was affected by that decision to withhold so john wilkes booth actually had letters from people begging him to bring and smuggle in quinine mm. so abraham lincoln hero of our nation also practiced biological warfare I didn't know this. Um, Thank you for. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, uh, so I mean, like, I there's a whole lot more to it. I don't want to disclose all of it because yeah. it's uh, a yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the when you when you learn about the history of these medications. What's really more interesting to me is that may I ask what what is your PhD in? Uh, systems neuroscience. Okay, so a lot of a lot of our medical doctors are not trained in the history of medicine. Mm. 
not in the real history, you know, especially the things that come from plants or from other, you know, uh, like, like ivermectin comes from avermectin, right? Which was found on the golf course in Japan. Japan yeah. Um, who knew that your salvation could uh, come from sniffing dirt? Mm. <laughs> well, the, you know, there's, there's this whole argument about, um, you know, as especially post second world war, as they were, the, you know, the chemical industries were, were building, building out and selling products as disinfectants. And there was this idea that you could, you could make the home a sterile place. And I think mm. there's a there's a lot of uh, weight to the argument that um, a child a child has to be exposed to these um, natural I don't know tests of it, its immune Chicken system. But, yeah, sure. yeah, the, the, the normal things like this. I don't. I I, I think it's a, a a mistake to be thinking that we can get a synthetic um, substitute for something that. Mother Nature has had millions of years of trying to perfect. Um, right. And have you heard of um, Have you heard of uh, malarial? Let's see. I'm sorry. Um, hydroxychloroquine resistant malaria, or chloroquine resistant malaria? Not really. No. So, if you do any investigations, that you'll see that. Um, there is uh, some malaria that just doesn't respond to to treatment with those drugs. But what they don't tell you is that, you know, those drugs are, I think, uh, I think chloroquine is a synthesized alkaloid. Alkal don't, hey, I'm not real smart, but you know what I mean? Like it's, they found something specific within quinine that they isolated and used it to make hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine. Mm -hmm. Um, so what happened was that's became the main treatment, but even if you have chloroquine resistant malaria, the original source from quinine, which comes from the tree still works. They don't hmm. teach anybody that. And the real, the real shock of it is you can buy quinine in pill or liquid form or in bark as cinchona on Amazon and every doctor that was lamenting the fact that they couldn't prescribe hydroxychloroquine could have sent people to an Amazon website mm. to get that treatment. Mm. Yeah. Question. And that, and that is a, that, that's a judgment on both sides of the aisle. Doctors on both sides could have been, you know, telling people to get that, but they don't know that they're not trained to know that one of the first medications ever created was quinine. Mm. I think Encyclopedia Britannica says that quinine was the first medication in like Western medicine. Interesting. I didn't know that either. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I've got like this, I mean, dude, there's even, there's so much more to it. I can't wait to like hmm. tell people how these drugs have been involved in every major world conflict hmm. and how they were, I mean, the, the Nazis uh, in World War II experimented on weaponized mosquitoes to give malaria to soldiers. Mm. Um, they did this on, on uh, concentration camp prisoners. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, that was just one of the, I mean, so, so everything that we're experiencing right now is kind of almost like karmic justice. Mm. Well, our country, 
our countries were all behind experimentation on people like this. And I think we lived in the fear of, you know, the Cold War or whatever else, whatever the terror, you know, the war on terror. Or there's always a war on something to keep you afraid to go out of the house. But that war also allows you to look the other way. So yeah, these, these clandestine programs. experiments can be run. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a lot of evidence that sort of points, you know, 9-11 was obviously a, a watershed moment but you know within that was the anthrax attacks and right there was uh, um I, I i can highly recommend a friend of mine he's called mark who's a tonic um he does these brilliant deep dives if you especially if you're um doing research for documentaries about just again mapping out these networks he builds out these databases and um you know makes it easy access and um the oh there, there was just a whole rigmarole around well it, you know anthrax merged you got essentially bio patriot act which opened up the floodgates of money with respect to this biowarfare medical countermeasures um industry and mm -hmm. you know the the more you start building out the connections like you've been doing I, I i don't know if you have like a something that you want to share on on screen of of uh well i just shared uh the link to um britannica's uh science article but uh basically it was a drug attained cinchona bark um quinine was first synthesized in laboratory in 1944 um did, did you put it in twitter yeah you know, you know, I wasn't, yeah, well, it's, this is probably awful of me, but I haven't done this publicly too much because I kind of want to tell the story as part of the documentary because it really does illuminate mm. the, I don't know, the, the holes in our professionals mm. education system, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and, and we, I don't know all the details about the whole Rockefeller set up for, uh, you know, but, but I mean, for sure, that was a that was pharmaceutical a, industry. It was a factor, right? That, that they but consider consider the opposing viewpoint, right? In nineteen eleven or whatever that was, oil was like tech, right? I mean, it was it was our salvation. It was uh, going to be the foundation for plastics and everything else. Mm. So why wouldn't they want to take advantage of this abundant resource that seemed to have so many beneficial elements granted it brought out a lot of the worst in human nature mm. um but but i mean think if you think about it you're yes they did did things that enriched themselves but they also sort of created this pretty amazing society that we have if we could get over ourselves mm. you know um it's i i, I judge them I don't judge them too harshly because like all men, we make the best decisions that we can. Yeah. We're all we fallen, bro. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's, and, and, and like, uh, look, honestly, even looking at some of the people that you guys have to fight now, some of them muttons and whatnot, mm -hmm. they're, they, they appear to be, they know what they're doing and they do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a problem. Mm. 
Um, oh, I've brutalized war, them this weekend, though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in war, you know, the, people do horrifying things. Yes. Yeah. Good people do horrific, horrific things. So, so the hope is enough people wreck. I mean, just look at the story with the, um, the Freedom of Information Act that was rejected for Eric Fried's emails, right? Right. <laughs> you know, but, but that, maybe explain the, to the audience. Okay. That... Okay, pull up a chair, guys. So um, what happened was uh, there was a, a paper that came out that uh, in, in, I think, October of 2021 uh, by two uh, scientists in Sweden, Switzerland, Sweden, um, and they stated that they found links that uh, that showed the spike protein suppressed p53, which opens the door for uh, all these BRCA related cancers. Mm-hmm. So that essentially the shot is making people susceptible to cancers like Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Is that about accurate? Yeah, I'm close enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so the next month after that paper came out in MDPI viruses, uh, there was uh, an expression of concern, I think, from Eric Fried and a guy named Oliver Shilgen. Uh, Eric is the editor in chief, I think, of MDPI viruses. And Oliver is an editor. Um, Eric lives uh, and works on Fort Detrick, where all these bad, mm. bad things happen. And he works for the National Cancer Institute the division of the national institutes of health um so i was it was suggested to me hey you should get the um you should get the communications between eric and oliver in regards to this paper and one of the authors oh that was you because that it, yeah oh. so so i see well, right oh you didn't know that okay no i didn't yeah <laughs> that's fantastic so so i did that like eight months ago and to be honest i was kind of like i don't know mm. i'm just sitting in this thing i'm just a monkey throwing shit on the wall mm. yeah um, i feel like that <laughs> it's really this is apocalypse of color by numbers <laughs> just going down yeah. the line we're just adding uh, so another anyway. black stroke here <laughs> yeah oh do we have a navy great we have a navy <laughs> so um yeah so uh, I did that, and the FDA and I sort of retooled the, the request so that it was more specific, and nothing. Then they escalated it to oblivion, and I actually never thought they were ever going to respond. Mm. And two and a half weeks ago, they finally did, and they were like, um, we found 490 pages of communications between uh, that match your search criteria, and we're not going to give you any based on the fact that the information contained within those emails um, either discloses commercial financial information or trade secrets. In this case, the trade secrets are how they, how this paper retracts articles and reviews articles. Wait, I'm just trying to put so imagine the MDPI viruses is a business that makes Which it is. paper widgets. And uh, in the process of making paper widgets, they have trade secrets. Okay. Which means there's a process. So, so, to so they're saying that, that their review process is their trade secret and that they're not going to show you the, the review back and forth between reviewers, editors, and authors. Is, is, 
and and whoever else. My guess being at the time it would probably have been uh, Francis Collins, or someone, or I mean Lawrence Tabak, uh, who now runs uh, the NIH, mm. um, because he was he was involved in a lot of the other cover-ups. Because one of the other editors on this paper or on this journal is a researcher at the Institute of Wuhan, uh, Wuhan Institute of Virology. So that's a curious little thing and he's the and he's like the last like you have the list of all the 20 people on the editorial board mm -mm. he's the last one <laughs> i mean his and his, even his picture looks like you could photoshop like a chinese army uh, mm. Mm. <laughs> instead of whatever shirt he's wearing and it would be like <laughs> totally believable i mean it's a very military looking picture of the guy mm. so um so the fact that they rejected it was a was a problem normally if you reject a thing you know i you can justify it to a certain extent but because of the implications involved in this rejection and the fact that one of the authors so it, on, it, it, um, it was a retraction though not a rejection right it, it got... well, right it was a re it was a forced retraction um and retraction watch published a kind of snarky thing about it and then the author the, they can be uh, real assholes those uh that retraction watch group they, they really can't can. we all uh, yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I, I make a living then, out yeah, doing it too. it was snarky yeah it was snarky um and so then the author of the paper was like this is ridiculous if you know the technicality that they used to um to to say this paper was invalid or whatever mm. to force the retraction uh, would apply to untold number of other uh, papers besides this one. Mm. Um, but for me, the problem with this story, and, and, and I, I think it's so stupid, to be honest, like I didn't do anything special. I did a FOIA request anybody could do. Mm. Um, no, don't, I don't, don't. Either, don't I, uh, I know, uh, but do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like I was, you know, like, putting on my gum shoes, you know, dodging <laughs> mafia bullets as I like used a periscope to look into a lab. I mean, I, <laughs> when I noticed they were swallowing live rats, like I didn't see any of that. I was just a guy sending a thing. And, and, and if anything, I say it like this because damn it, anybody can do this. Yes. Yes. And yeah. everybody should do this. Mm -hmm. It can't just be people like me who are uh, assholes. You know, they want to find out what were you hiding? I mean, it, it, it affects everyone, especially for this story, because if the NIH is hiding something and, and we already have the NIH multiple times lying about what they were concerned about, mm. clearly they were concerned about their connections to Wuhan. They lied about it to the public. They're, if you lie in a, a trial mm. once, like, at that point, you have destroyed your credibility. Mm. The NIH has zero credibility right now as far as, as I'm concerned. Mm. And if they're lying about this, and they're not being transparent about the communications of how they retracted this and forced the retraction, and maybe have even been abusive to the authors, um, we have to now accept that there's a potential reality where that paper was so accurate they were terrified of it and they yes. were covering their ass because all throughout 2020 and 2021 it was 100 percent cover your ass mode 
help like give our buddies at the pharmaceutical all the money they want mm. and uh and we're just gonna lie on camera and uh, you know fuck trump right mm, like that's mm, the whole mm, mm, that's mm. the whole goal mm. dude what so, are you doing living in california man you must be, it must drive you insane you, you know what we're kind of in a protect little bubble here it's okay and and honestly if you like hunting rhinos which i do okay uh is is, is good eats around here okay <laughs> <laughs> so um so anyway uh the the thing about this is that if that paper is even remotely close to true mm. that means that there are going to be a lot of women over time probably starting very soon if it hasn't oh, I, already started. I, I think it's already started are, are you familiar with ethical skeptic no oh man you have to read his work and studies i will send you links to his um his web page and he's a he's a high level he was former naval intelligence um mm. high level analyst and mm. basically uh, you know he was going into um fortune 500 companies as um you know to fault finding their complex data sets etc and what he found was that the it's cdc that's responsible for aggregating um mortality and disease burden right in the us and so but what he found was that as as the vaccines came out they start that they initially said that they were going to do an upgrade to the database um that was supposed to take a couple of weeks it ended up extending out over months and basically what they were doing was taking that or holding deaths back so it wasn't really appearing as quick as it should within the the data that people were w- would right. look to to see if if there's any um any impact at, at a epidemiological level and well i i have been concerned about databases and database security for a couple of years mm. um there were unusual results put out by you know if 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 you search for number of cases for today and type in like 266 you're going to get an unusual number of articles that might say oh we had 266 new cases in this county like in small papers all across the united states mm-hmm. um i'm not saying that that is necessarily a smoking gun of anything but i do know that our databases are so so vulnerable mm-hmm. and i am not confident in the government's ability to maintain even think about it 2017 NSA tools are used in this massive hospital hack mm. called WannaCry. Um, I haven't heard of this one. Um, please. Yeah, no, it was a major, major hack. And what ended up happening was somebody said, oh, I found a loophole that gets the thing out. And uh, they just sort of said, oh, it's all fixed. Mm. I don't think it was ever fixed. I think it was just proof of access. Yeah, dry run. I so- mean, because a lot of these things are using MySQL databases. Mm. Um, and, and if you try to build a multi-million record database, I think after 2 million, you top out. So I don't know how, especially these relational databases for massive, massive scale can really function 
at all. I mean, I get, you know, it does work on some level at AWS and cloud structures and whatever else, but even, even my, uh, AWS was hacked like two years ago. And they were, they told me secretly like, Oh, we're, we're having some weird problems like this. AWS is supposed to be the most secure thing ever. Mm-hmm. They use it for, um, for election software. Wow. You know, that, uh, that's hardly a ringing endorsement. right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, I mean, that, that alone is, well, no surprise. It might be some, uh, vulnerability there, but anyway, like, I want to get back to this because this is a really important part. Mm. Every one of us has a woman in their life, Mm. mom, sister, wife, daughter, grandma, aunt, somebody Mm. you, you are anyone here. Yeah. I I, I get henpecked daily, bro. It's uh... yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, if those people that we love, even if you're on the, you know, pro vac side or whatever else, if they've been forced in or tricked into something that is going to essentially turn them into someone with a vulnerability that Angelina Jolie has. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to have this wave of double so the, mastectomies? The, this, this is the thing. Of, you, of hysterectomies. You have to, to look spare at them. ethical skeptics data. There's a 12 sigma rise in what they call neoplasms, which basically just m- malignant neoplasms means cancer. And they they were trying desperately to cover that data up. So they were extending out the time with with which they would receive um, the the initial report before it finally got sort of tallied up and put with the cumulative data. And mm-hmm. um, that they, they were literally changing. So there's a, 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 an element on death certificates which is underlying cause of death and immediate cause of death. And they started to play with those to try to um, manipulate these databases. But he has done a fantastic job of breaking them down. And um, yeah, if it's data, and I've, I've gone through it. I'm, look, I'm, I use statistics. I'm not a professional statistician right statistician but it seems cogent what it is that he's seeing and you know actually if i understand correctly what what sort of prompted him to start going down this avenue because he's but he doesn't need to he's a he's self-made man he's he's like i say he's could just seal off the world if if he wanted to sure remains anonymous but um, I have ways that I could um, certainly get him in touch with you. Um, sure. And this... well, you know what I have to say: if he doesn't want to be public, main, tell him to maintain his anonymity because um, the work that I do, I can't necessarily say that I'm not monitored on some level. Oh, and yeah. I wouldn't, I, you know, I, I I tell anybody like if you're never tell me who you are if you don't want to be public because I can't promise that I. Mm. You can, you can, you can, you can guarantee this, John, <laughs> that anyone who's made some sort of coordinated effort to essentially do what we're doing, this uh, renegade mm-hmm. type resistance to the, the tyranny, basically. Sure. Of course they're watching us, right? Of right. course we're being logged. And um, if, it, if it's any consolation, I feel like 
if that is the case, that again, assholes or good guys on whatever side of the spectrum, all of us are uh, invested in making sure that our women mm. are healthy and protected. And if this is happening, and I say our women, like we own them, mm. trust me, they own us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah you know, I'm a, I'm a chew toy for, for like Yeah, a... exactly. <laughs> As husbands and fathers is to, is to look after and, and protect them. And, and we can't do that this is why Eric Fried is such an asshole. He could just release that shit. Just mm. let us see what it is. Dude, mm. if it was just, just, I mean, assuming that it's just monotony and just going like, well, you know, the, the B cell wasn't quite here, so we mm. should be. Okay, great. Bore us to death with the truth. Mm. But if you don't do that, because we've lost all trust in you, we have to assume the worst. Mm. So that means you've got to start doing what, germline uh, tests? Mm. on uh on on women that receive the vaccine especially if they've had several boosters mm. to see if they are now susceptible to p53 suppressed cancer introduction right so that primarily would manifest as uh his you know ovarian cancer or breast cancer but we don't i don't know if it stops there no it doesn't it doesn't and um it's a, a the potential it's horrific yes yes and you know if you know I, I i say to people look you know john and myself we're we're actually public right so there's there's no need for you for you if you're sort of concerned right now to give away the protection of anonymity all the time that we're still able to at least have these discussions and at least put them out on some public level um but the well, this is a word of advice um, from uh, Nick. Who I, I really, you have to meet him. We we, we need to schedule another stream, and I'm cool. just I'm gonna let him run through the whole uh, the whole sordid history, man. And um, I, I absolutely guarantee you, your your floor will be on the uh, uh, the jaw your jaw will be on the floor i'm getting, getting a bit tired but um the um his words of advice were that individuals like ourselves need to be because we're in public we have to stay public now right because the whistleblowers right. around lab origins of hiv they were whacking those guys and taking them out Right. And, you know, that was at a time when, you know, there was no internet, everything was done, snail mail. And, um, and he, he, he makes a good point of, you know, you just want to, you just want to make a point of saying, Hey man, I got a beautiful studio. I got a beautiful family behind me. I've got nothing, um, nothing but, uh, joy and, and love in my life. I just, my day job is dealing with these, uh, shit stains right. running running these systems um the and that 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 becomes our best our best protection and right but you know it's it's understandable that some people will want to remain anonymous and yeah, that's a, a choice that they they can make as well um we shouldn't you know, pressure do you know what, yeah do you know what i i i take as a good 
measure of someone is if they can admit they made a mistake. Oh, I've done plenty of those, bro. <laughs> oh, me too. Dude, I screw up. I probably screwed up like 10 times this morning. Um, yeah, same. Before I even got out of bed, I probably made a mistake. Just ask my wife. She'll yeah. tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Pissed on the toilet seat twice already today. So. Right, right, right. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's the ones that don't that that even in the abundance of just pure raw evidence that, you know, this little mistake is a thing and still refuse to even consider that they may have made other mistakes. Mm -hmm. And these are what you find with people online. It's, it's a delusion, a firm, a firm fixed belief Mm -hmm. that cannot be dissuaded regardless of the evidence presented. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how, you know, you're dealing with either a narcissist or someone completely imbued with uh, propaganda. Yeah. Brainwashing. Ideological possession. And that's something that unfortunately a lot of our medical doctors have gone through. If you look at how they're trained, how they, how they have to work, you know, 48 hour shifts sometimes in the mm-hmm. ER and whatever else. And they are, um, they are brutal to each other, mm-hmm. um, through residency programs. Uh, it's, I mean, I understand it. I understand that it's important that you are tough so that you can dissociate and make decisions that are unemotional. But wow, what these guys go through to get there is, it's not appreciated much. And unfortunately, it can create a pathological mentality in a person so that they have difficulty in feeling empathy. Mm. Um, and, and sometimes empathy is very important. I mean, that's not, I, I please, I don't take this on as a die, uh, as a sweeping statement for all is, <laughs> Right. I, I don't want to overgeneralize. They're not you, all menglists. Right. Like, but, but, you know, we, you have to wonder, like, was Mingala created or did he start that way? You know, and I he just I, gravitated towards the industry. I, I had, uh, I'd never heard this before. I can't remember what, but literally this week I, I was reading an article that popped up that um, who they think Mengele was, wasn't Mengele. And, um, you know, they were literally saying, yeah, the real Mengele was tall with blonde hair and, um, you know, whatever. And, um, and you know what, I just, in the current environment where we've seen just so much institutional lying, I've just become very, very Mm -hmm. skeptical about anything that I, I was taking for granted right? right and you know this this sort of plays into the hiv issue as well that you know look um i i, I spend a lot of my time culture war fighting on, on this stream right and so right. you know i'm i'm hard on sort of woke ideology and the right um you know the homosexual um, lifestyle choice, et cetera, and how it's been right. uh, weaponized. But um, this... But ironically, I feel like I'm... I'm... Um, I'm trying to to protect my children, but look, I worked in Hollywood for 25 years. I have a lot of gay friends, right? <laughs> no, another so tick for working for the I devil, wanna... bro. <laughs> 
I know, right? So, like, I want to make sure, like, please don't hang my gay friends. Yeah, I, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not saying that's what you want. I, 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 I think I understand where you come from. It's, um, can, can you just get back in the family. closet a little bit and stop the, <laughs> stop the naked well, uh, street orgies? Yeah, and that's I actually want to have uh, interviews uh, with some of the gays for groom, uh, gays against groomers. Yeah, I follow that because 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 I, they need I, support, know, right? They, they, they right. They, they, like that's that's something that we want to um, encourage. I think truly that they represent the vast majority of. of I, I would like gay to think people. so. I'm going to assume that, um, and 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 the problem is, is you know, like all these f groups, especially groups typically associated with the left, you've got this insane oh 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 one percent driving the car. Mm. And the ones that are kind of in the middle, they're like, you know, we fought to get here, we want rights and all this. And then you have drag queens and happy, mm. you know, schools and stuff, mm. um, which I don't have problems with drag queens particularly. Yeah, but not, not, not little in kids. school, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I mean, I made a movie that had drag queens in it, so it wasn't like mm. something that... Um, Oh, well, I'll end, I'll end you know, the stream here now then, dude. Yeah. Right. Nah, you know what? It was, it, I was a co-producer. Uh, it wasn't, I didn't direct it, but uh, I helped a friend out with it. Just um, but the thing is, you know, it's like, you know, we, we all look back on and you go, oh, are we in some, like my own personal hell that I created mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. because of this movie? I mean, it's, but well, whatever the case, um, I, you know, I, I, I'm, in, I'm happy that, as a society, we're becoming more aware of how fringy we've gotten. Mm. And I want us to come back more to the center, but I want to make sure that we don't overdo it. Mm. You know, it's like flying a plane, right? You tip too hard to the left and you got to tip. And the mm. next thing you know, you're going to spin out and mm -hmm. you, you want to make sure you don't overcompensate. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know because how my goal has always been from the beginning is that hopefully god please we get the you know your proud boy people mm. and your black lives matter people everybody realizing that we've all been played mm. and uh they come together and form this unifying choir that uh uh brings down mountains mm. yeah and well. and maybe that's the case maybe but it'll happen that that's why you see this sort of weaponized um psychological operations being um played out you know the division is important and you know if sure you know my my concern is that the um what seems what seems a high probability is that they're looking to break the united states right because oh yeah the United States has an ideal, this enshrinement of, you know, in, individual sovereignty and um, right. rights, etc., is is a bulwark against, um, well, global homo tyranny that's coming, and the um, they've 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 used these intersectional ideologies and identitarian politics to to okay. drive this wedge and it's you know the are you familiar with uh gramsci anthony Gram antonio gramsci i should say i'm not so he's he was a italian um communist basically and 
um, he, he, he came up with the idea of the march through the institutions, right? That you, you begin to, if you want your ideology to prevail, um, you can't, um, you can't do it through sort of street protest and trying to use the, the working class as a, as a cudgel. And so mm -hmm. the strategy being is, is that you start going in and you start seizing any and every, um, organization that has a sort of public presence, whether it's your, sure. the school board to the church, yeah. to the, um, the factory that everyone works at in the small town. Yep. to the to the politicians and i think we're maybe in that sort of the end game of that process and if... well you know mal's mal's uh, cultural revolution right mm. uh was of a trick and they used this uh schools to do it right um are you familiar with that no no tell me, tell me more okay so i think it was in the 60s um Mao uh, essentially fomented uh, a rebellion against his own party using uh, schools and universities to do so in order to to make it seem like they were going to take out the communists. But what ended up happening was it was used to identify those who would rebel. I see. Okay. So you had children in high and in, uh, in universities participating in this and then their parents were like yeah let's stop this communism thing and then they killed their parents mm. put them to work in work camps whatever else i mean it was a horrific thing you should look into it, it uh, in the, anyway i think um xi, Jin, xi jinping was inspired by that yeah and I, but the thing is i think they're they're all working together uh, I, in fact i don't think countries exist as we imagined right. them to be sort of growing up in the naive way <laughs> not anymore mm. now, at least not at the uh, at the intellectual level and it's 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 all corporate law and transnational corporatism and and look well well you know my, my concern is is that you hear this talk about public private partnerships all the time and that's just a fancy way of saying fascism, right? When the right. when the state and industry are so intertwined, and I, I I think you know we have to try to well to, look. I don't I don't want an out of control government. I like the idea of uh, uh, m as minimal government as possible so that we just don't get the overreach that we've seen. But I, I, I do recognize that you need some form of um, administrative bureaucracy sure. to, to <laughs> make, make sure. For property sales and, yeah, um, just... you know, to raise an army if the neighboring tribe tries mm. to steal your women. I mean, mm. I get it. Uphold the laws. Um, to... I mean, and there are, there are some, look, there, if, 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 we live in a lawless kind of society in many ways right now. Mm. Um, the chemistry professor from Harvard mm. took fifty thousand dollars a month from from the Chinese mm. Charles to Lee, help them with developing. A, yeah, mm. and uh, that was in twenty twenty. He was arrested, 
And after two years of prosecution and everything else, he ended up going to jail for what, two days? Yeah, it was pathetic. And then got time served mm. and probation. And, oh, pay taxes on that mm. 50 grand. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> is there, I mean, and he was working, I think, for the Department of Defense, too. Yep. So, so how in the hell does that work? Well, um, I could point to his last name, <laughs> and, uh, but there's a, you know, there's well, a... I mean, I'm J Jewish sort of, so a little <laughs> bit. So, I mean, well, you know. you know, I've, I've lived and worked in Israel and, um, you know, there's a, I, I, I've worked in many countries across the Northern hemisphere. I haven't made it into the Southern hemisphere. My, right. um, impression is, is that there are good people and bad people and everything in between. Sure. no matter where where you end, end up but i would i will stand by the conjecture that right now israel has an undue influence over american politics on the day-to-day -day basis yeah you know it's something interesting about that we have so many congressmen and senators that have dual citizenship mm -mm -mm. And not just uh, Israel, Israeli citizenship, but other like like Australia, I think. Um, so it's it's interesting if you look at like obviously Israel knew that that was that's a problem. So the Knesset uh, does not allow dual citizenship for its members. Same in Japan, you know, and that seems to be like a pretty obvious. <laughs> we I mean, should be closing that loophole at least right <laughs> Just... I, I mean did we think that was a good idea not to fill that in i mean mm. uh what kind of i mean a man cannot have two masters mm. Mm. Yeah. um so and america could correct a go? lot of its problems just by like like say yeah one you, you're only allowed one passport um Right, and you got that. You've got you know all these secret societies that I thought was a joke, mm. um, but it turns people have sworn oaths to their brothers. I mean, how, mm. hell, I in California, you live in an HOA, you basically sign away your citizenship. HOA meaning uh, uh, housing, homeowners association, like the most basic little thing. You know, it's like, oh, I'd like to paint my front door red. Well. You must submit your information to the League of Homeowners and they the will United judge States? the color red. Yeah. Really? So, I mean, like, yes, I have this situation. Like, I had a, a sign that said vaccine injury in my front yard. Mm. And uh, uh, somebody ripped it out and threw it on the ground. And uh, really? uh, I got it on camera. Mm. It was a wife of one of my HOA board members. <laughs> I tried to show them the video of it. And the HOA blocks me. I mean, this, these people are like, you give them a little bit of power. Snap, snap and they march the institutions, bro. Dude, it's just, it's, it's just ridiculous. Um, so yeah, we got, a, we got a lot of problems and, uh, I, I, I love the energy that's coming off of this, uh, RFK thing for president. Um, it's a little scary because it is what you want to hear. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. Um, and I don't necessarily agree with him on everything, um, but I do like electric cars and I do like solar power and- uh, it, can't, uh, it can't work though, dude, <laughs> that's the problem. You I, can't have the I infrastructure in place to- 
Unless they unless I mean, they have, come with like I have two electric cars and I have solar. But so. to, <laughs> you're uh, you're just displacing where that energy is coming from, right? And you're pulling from power sources like coal and nuclear and this type of thing. Did California get rid of its last coal? I know that we run a nuclear power plant called El Diablo, which is totally not <laughs> that <true>? not concerning. <laughs> the, the devil power plant. Right, it's, uh, it's your old boss can just go and uh, pay him a visit. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, I mean this place. Um, but uh, but you know uh, there there seems to be this. I mean, I drove I drove these Teslas across the country. Mm. Like over the last year and a half, uh, six seven thousand miles on there, and uh, and they were awesome, dude. So great. Yeah, they look they look amazing. Um, They're uh, fun to drive. Mm. Is you know we didn't have gas stations mm. initially, um, and when I when I got my first uh, uh, electric car, my brother goes, "How you gonna charge that car if the power goes out?" Mm. <laughs> Sorry, this is, this is a redneck voice. Mm. You do it great, by the way. Is well, that's my native. You got a pretty Uh, mouth, man. He didn't sound. He doesn't even talk like that. But I just thought I'd be a smartass. Um, and I was, and I was like, the same way you're gonna gas up your car if the gas station doesn't have power. (laughs) I mean, the the pumps run on electricity, so you know. Well, they could put a. They could put a generator in that. I mean, okay. Well, you can I'll hand pump it. In my house. You can, you can hand pump the fuel out the out the reservoirs. Yeah. But um, you know, I've 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 been um, you know I've looked into this. I've got a friend who's really really into this. Um, well, that's, that's, so the, the, the issue actually is what are we, what are we trying to aim for? Right, we we want to try to. Uh, uh, get to a state of maximum freedom for the maximum amount of people possible without mm-hmm. spiraling into degeneracy as we sort of seem to be doing right now and right. And, and his ta- his take was and he's, he's he'd done a lot of work on this what's the electric vehicles and you know an all electric economy keeps tying you to centralized systems and its infrastructure. And right. so, you know, he, he, he would make a point about the, um, I'm trying to me- remember the calculations and what have you, but, you know, the, a small gas generator could charge up running off liquid natural gas, right? Mm-hmm. is far more energy efficient for charging like your car or your house right and and actually his his idea was that your car could become the generator for for your house right that right. your that the power of like an engine far exceeds the amperage and current that an average house uses and solar panels can in no way compete with that level of efficiency unless the unless there's some radical breakthrough in in the efficiency of the of, of the technology itself right. look I'd, I'd love solar power i really would right i live in earthquake country so, sure but uh well, fit out my price you know, range. I, 
We are, my house generates about uh, 30 to 45 kilowatts per day, depending on the available sun, mm. um, which is a, which is pretty good. And, and this is me running a lot of high power electronics and servers and whatever else. Mm. Um, and a pool and, you know, Dude, I'm giant, coming to visit. You said giant, giant box of dildos over here. <laughs> is that good? That's a, that, well, it's California, right? It's, <laughs> it's a giant dildo charging station. Um, or I guess they're vibrators. A dildo would be motorless, whatever. <laughs> we don't need I, to get into semantics. I, I hadn't really thought about the difference, but um, yeah, I, I grasp what you meant. So. Probably best not to. Um, anyway, uh, for most homes, I mean, that, that seven kilowatt system that we have would be ample. Mm. Um, not even charging cars. Now, if you charge car, uh, let's say, you know, in an average day, we may go 50 miles, mm. you know, and that, and that actually would be a lot. Um, that's driving to soccer matches and whatever else. Mm. So the, I think, I think you uh, use about um, 300 kilowatts per mile or i'm sorry 300 watts per mile of travel okay so uh 50 divided by three um you know maybe you have like uh 15 20 kilowatts a day of usage mm. on an electric car to charge and that and that probably is even a lot mm. um so we're we're sort of I, i'm not going to say the word carbon neutral because that makes me want to throw the hell up mm. but uh you know, I mean, we're well. The, the question is, are are you independent <laughs> of centralized infrastructure? That 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 to me is but yeah. The, and see, you point. would need a battery for that. And mm. now, I think a really brilliant usage of these Teslas would be, uh, you know, to use it as a battery during the day when you might, or overnight when you might be using a lot of extra elect right, electricity right. that's not being charged, mm. and then. Uh, because what's happened is, you know, initially the the reward of getting solar was that the electric company paid you back. Mm. But California and uh, California Public Utilities Commission, whatever else, uh, it was too successful. So now they start like reduce, like they charge you the most from like the hours of 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. when everybody's home and using it. Mm. But also when you have no sunlight, really, mm. maybe in the summer. But um, your sunlight is diminished dramatically. Mm. So they game the system so that you, uh, at the peak of generation, you're getting paid back the least amount. Right. And then the, so, so you know, the, the, they're screwing you over. So mm. you'll still spend 50, 60 bucks a month, but that's better than what we were paying, which was seven, $800 a month. Mm. Like the first, the first month we moved to this area, it was, uh, my first bill was, with a two hundred dollar deposit, I think uh, it was nine hundred bucks, which hmm. is insane. So, you, so your solar system is covering the majority of our usage. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm a high, I'm a high usage. So, and what did you, what did you say you had? Have, seven kilowatt system. Yeah. So a six point eight kilowatt system, but it generates. I got. Let me. I can see. What? How much do we? What's, make today? And what's the lifetime on? One of those systems um this system we put it in 2020 and uh it's it's still generating peak output is it like five years ten years before you have to uh and I, here's another cool thing too is i did it as an owner builder 
I did mm-hmm. not go through like one of the, I don't know how it is. You're in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if you have like companies that'll say, you know, we'll, we'll install it for uh, $30,000 and uh, you can pay us back on these long-term loans. It's $200 a month and whatever else. I was like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hired a roofer. I hired uh, an electrician and uh, I did as an owner builder, which meant I could use my home insurance to sort of cover in case somebody got, you know, broke their foot or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I bought the panels wholesale from a business uh, that sells to other solar installers. Okay. They delivered it to my house. Um, and this was even during the lockdowns and everything. Um, and, and we got it installed in a day. And I think the total cost was around thirteen thousand dollars. Thirteen thousand dollars. One one free thousand. Yeah. yeah. And then um, it may have. It so may so have it's been paid six... for itself in a, in a year, then basically. Yeah. No. It's 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 and it's and it's saving us money, mm. um, consistently. So it's, you know, it's been pretty great. I mean, it, it would be even better if we had like uh, maybe a power wall. Mm. Um, but that's another $10,000 investment and I'm not quite ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's good it, to, it, if it's, it's paying good. for your electric bill, then yeah. it, it's, it, it seems, uh, I say if I was in a position to, uh, I've just had to spunk all my money just repairing my roof. So. Sure. Well, this, <laughs> this happened, uh, it all rolled out when I was still making the Hollywood money. So I, I uh, thankfully did it because a lot of people around here are now complaining about their high electric bills. And I'm like, mm. well, you know, we paid like, I don't know, $53 last month or something. Mm. Um, and it's because they add fees and little things like that to, uh, to make your life miserable. Mm. But, um, whatever the case, uh, I, I, I like having these conversations because I help dispel some rumors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's also, you know, like, uh, when, uh, there was a girl named Trista Martin who, um, who got the vaccine behind her parents back, uh, mm. last July. And then three months later, woke up having uh, chest pains and saying she thought she was going to die. And she coded right there. And uh, she died of an uh, enlarged heart or with an enlarged heart. We're still mm-hmm. waiting um, since November on the autopsy, mm-hmm. which that's another thing, right? They're slow walking all the autopsies so that you just mm-hmm. give up hope. Not that there's well, they, they, just, they just refused to do them, right? That, that was the sort right. of top-down orders from the beginning. And that, was, and that was across, again, multiple countries. We had to wait months and months to get autopsy data. And, and in fact, and I was paying close attention at the time, first autopsy we got was Russian. Hmm. And <laughs> it's, it's... You know, I, uh, the state of Georgia, um, I've filed a FOIA request, another FOIA request to the state of Georgia for all autopsies performed the first two years of COVID on. I, and in fact, I, I didn't want to give them the opportunity to tweak the numbers. I just said, I want a list of the names and the counties and whatever of every person that got an autopsy for the first two years of COVID from October, 2019 until October, 2021. Mm-hmm. And th- in that period of time, keep in mind, the CDC is located in Atlanta, Georgia. There were 26 autopsies performed on COVID deaths. Wow. 
out of thousands that supposedly died from COVID. Now, keep in mind, also, many of these states have laws that state that during a pandemic event, they are required to perform autopsies mm. so that you can make sure that a person actually died from the disease and not, say, an allergy to bullets. Mm. You know, because a lot of people died and they had comorbidities. One of the kids, uh, one, one of the 26 died with COVID, was a kid, and he drowned. I think he was nine years old, eight or nine. So, you know, anyway, but back to Trista Martin, um, you know, she, her family's in Oklahoma. They don't have electric cars there. Oklahoma's next to Texas. It's big oil. Mm -hmm. um, but what was good was I, I was able to sort of dispel some myths. Mm. And, um, now, and it's not to say that every... Uh, like the, the electric cars are perfect. I don't believe that we should have an exclusive electric fleet. I think yeah, yeah it'd, be, it'd be insane to just put all your eggs in one basket at, at, at the moment. Um, you see, my my concern is is more that uh, the there's this element around this next generation of technology, where okay, you you may be able to privately buy the car right now, but where mm -hmm. I see them going with this sort of 15 minute smart city is vehicle ownership isn't going to be a thing and you 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 will sort of have to book your you know, everything is uber mm, mm, mm. And, yeah. and i don't like that i you know i don't i don't like that um that whole concept of permanent renting for everything it's a death by a thousand cuts yes yes very much so. And um, that, that's what the that's what the oligarch class wants, though. They want us. They don't want us to have um, private property that that you can pass down to generations, and and they they want you to be a serf class while they're the lords of the manor. And what's scary is what happens. What happened? Oh, oh my gosh! I got to tell you this. This is amazing. So my first interaction with that mentality was with Adobe Creative Cloud software. Are you familiar? Yeah, with those that? fucking assholes. <laughs> right. So, so in the production world, when when Adobe was like, "We're going to charge you fifty five dollars or sixty dollars a month for stuff that you used to be able to buy, and if you didn't want to buy it, you just had us the copyright." Like you, mm. in this industry. It's very hot and cold. Like we have a rider strike, everybody's wrecked. Well, most everybody. Um, so a subscription becomes a liability. Mm. When when you're getting you know, when you're busy, you have plenty of work. It's great, but the subscription also kind of fucks you over. Like you'll uh, ins you'll install something, and then it erases all the plugins that you've spent fifteen thousand dollars on, mm. and then the you know it, it's a mess. But the uh, so, so like CEO. you're you're real pro um, like full on graphics and um, visual all, effects yeah yeah very cool dude uh, yeah I mean I walked away from a pretty amazing life I'm I mean I directed Chris Pratt like I worked with a lot of cool people oh the um, four so dude that that guy the the Jurassic World yeah huh? um so I mean like, it's I had a great, great life and I'll, I'll, it'll come back. But mm. in the meantime, I feel like I had to speak out for people that were being silenced. Mm -hmm. um, but the CEO of uh, Adobe is, uh, you're going to love this, Shantanu Narian. Shantanu Narian, 
Let me make sure before I say this, if he's still on it, is on the board of Pfizer. Hmm. The guy that sort of set the precedent for forcing people to pay a subscription to exist is on the board of the company that desperately wants to give you a pill so that you can exist mm. or boosters so mm. that you can exist so that you can still get the cold that they're supposed to protect you from. Yeah. Yeah. So that I, I, when I saw he was on the board, I was like, what in the hell does he have to do with anything involving a medicine? And he doesn't, he has, everything to do with the creating a forced subscription that you have no choice over. Yeah. So many people were upset about that. Mm. Um, and uh, in the production world, especially, especially the, the smaller indie guys. Mm. So I thought that was an interesting. Yeah. And like I say, this is, this is where we're going. Look, I, um, I, I, I'll say this repeatedly. People that watch me all the time have heard me say this a thousand times. Um, the world economic forum, Look, I, I don't I don't think that's the top of the hierarchy, but it, it provides right. a good archetype of what we're dealing with. And yeah. they're they're the ones who are pushing for this particular um, change in the way that um, we we've comported ourselves since time immemorial and, and you know this ties into the issue around central bank digital currencies and sure. um, basically removing cash as a means of uh, physical cash i mean as a as a means of exchange and um all all this that seemed v very abstract to me mm -hmm. just a few years ago is now suddenly in my face and I see it as the 21st century equivalent of Bolshevism, right? That, right. And I, I've said, again, everyone would be bored of me saying this, but the, the Bolsheviks have learned that the way to dominance isn't through the struggle between the working class and the, the bourgeoisie, right? That mm -hmm. it, it, it was too divisive and it didn't encompass enough of the population. And so right. I think I think what they've cottoned onto is that what is the one system that everyone needs at some point and medical. Right. And yeah. so you're everything's going to be tied down to your or they're going to just medicalize everything. And then your life is going to revolve around that. And then the industry kicks in around um, the surveillance and the use of that data. And the, the, and again, you get into the, I don't know how much you've delved into sort of like the nudge, nudge theory and sort of gamification to, um, to, to sort of control masses and, right. uh, and um, shape behavior. And th th this is the type of language that we would use in the neuroscience primate lab, right? Right. And th this is what I see coming towards us. And yeah, it, it may be a bit too late, um, but I still think there's room to be able to have the have some things on our terms still. Yeah. And you know the. 
example I give is like you know the the march of technology is just it's going to do its thing. It it always has done. You can't put it back in the the bottle. And I yeah. I, I say if you told someone a hundred you know in nineteen hundred everyone would walk around with a piece of synthetic material that had super high precision font in, in, in like two point size that could read everything have an embedded chip in it your photo and everyone would essentially have one of those they wouldn't believe you right well of course if they asked you like oh yeah but can it do cross dissolves between songs you'd be like well no sorry my iphone still can't do that it's coming right and you know and a, a yeah. lot of, a lot of it is just because of these bloody things right Shit. um they're a blessing and a curse mm. everything in moderation mm. i mean so much good stuff comes from it but uh we also have to protect our kids from it because it can control their minds mm. Yeah, it's it's a we have to master it versus let it master us. Yes, yes. I mean, and look, that was that was very much. I mean, how they did it. Every every level of technology advancement has a certain level of I don't power dynamic, Hmm. right? Um, Electricity brought into the home. Unfortunately, now you have to pay a monthly fee for that. Oh. Now, now you can't, you're not, you're not allowed to be poor. Mm. You have, you are now forced to make certain amounts of money. Mm. Mortgages opened up the door for homeownership Mm. in a whole new way for tons of people. And it gave you the ability to live a life of luxury that was only dreamed of before. You could only, you'd had a dirt floor and some Mm. boards nailed to a wall, right? But now you could live in a house with toilets Mm. and a light bulb. A heater, amazing. Mm. Um, but the problem is, oh, hang on, is I've you're, got a, you're a tele- slave. Telephone call just right now. It's actually quite important. Uh, you know what? Uh, hey, dude. Can I let you go? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, hi, Steve. How are you doing? Hello. Well, you know what? I have to get my girls to bed. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was a real pleasure talking to you. You too. Um, I'll hang on. And thanks for uh, watching, guys. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you, Steve. Um, John, sorry. Uh, hi, Steve. How are you? Okay, take care. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Oh, okay. Uh, the stream, right? Uh, yesterday with those Martin dudes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, you know, there's a, a there's a time when it, you know I, I have to make a living out of being an asshole, unfortunately, at the moment. And but you know, there's a time when you know I can still slip on the academic, <laughs> the academic. Uh, Not, not in that, not, not in that um, stream. 
in the stream I did for myself afterwards. I did. <laughs> uh, right, right. Um, but no, not not in that stream. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's just it's just mass flagging of uh, anything and everything that I um, put. And so I, actually what the... So they were doxing my address multiple times, right? And so after, I don't know, like that sort of... 20, 30 posts into the thread, I just, I basically said, um, you know, it's a, if you come towards me with gene transfection, um, you, I'll, you'll be met with a, I basically said a high velocity lead headbutt, right? And that was it. And then they reported that and, um, well, they flagged it to the FBI and shit like that. And they took it down and then I, um, I wrote to, Again, I wrote to Twitter and I said, look, they've doxed me time and time again. And, um, you know, put in my, it's an old address, but. Um, mm. Um. Yeah, I guess that's what they were implying. I mean, they restored the account, so... Um... Yeah, 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 because I, I, I wrote to Twitter and I, I wrote them a long thing saying, look, I kept reporting to your health... Uh, not health and safety, what's the trust and safety? It's like these people just are doxing um, my address constantly. I've, I've kept reporting it to you. Um, and so I just... Um, Um, giving my street address and telephone number. Mm. So I just said, um, anyone that turns up because of that can expect a, a lead handshake. So, and I, I didn't use frightening language. I just said, you know, that you are... A lead, a lead headbutt. So um, it's, that's a bullet to the head, right? If you're coming to <laughs> do me up. So. Um... What it sounds like, you're going to get a high velocity piece of lead at your head. <laughs> yeah. It's castle doctrine, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's castle doctrine. Castle doctrine. If uh, if they're threatening you with, <laughs> I know, but I don't do a lot of smart things on the internet, Steve. You know that. So, <laughs> oh, this 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 was before the um, before the debate. This was on a, on another uh, unrelated thread. So they were just going round. Picking out and no, 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 no. Hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, it's just um, uh, it, it got taken care of. Mm. Well, I, I, I got to them. I got to them big time. <laughs> I know, I know. But now I've got Copeland on the hook in DMs and uh, just he's so scientifically illiterate. It's hilarious. And, uh, well, you know, that's the, the age that we sort of live in right now, right? That's, that's the blood sports of the internet. And so you, you, you either get with it and, um, yeah. And, you know, um, I have a particular way of doing it. People don't, you know, some people like it, some people don't, and, but. It does. I, I found it to be um, effective at rattling cages, right? I, I rattled this particular group, the you know what Jiggy Leaks calls muns. Um, you, you're familiar with all that, right? You know Jiggy Leaks, though, right? Mm. Yes, yes, I am restored. The account was back within an hour or two. Um, yesterday evening, um, it, it was down for about two hours. And then the... Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you can't go doxing people um, <laughs> dozens and dozens of times, right? So... Um, yeah, and so I've just been, I've just been on a tear up with that particular group, um, for the last few weeks. And I, you know, I've been, you know, I've had my eye on Copeland for a while. And, you know, I remember the, um, space that you had with him and they were, yeah, they, they were trying the same with you and, um, Yeah, and they they were they were trying that with me yesterday. But the problem is, is that you know the once you've got actual data, scientific data, um, they start to look ridiculous when they just say, "Oh, we're not going to believe that," and "We're not going to believe that paper," "We're not going to believe that paper," and and it it racks it racks up, and the prion black pill hypothesis is um i know it's scientifically sound right it's my um yeah 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 and um actually um we've got potentially japanese lab lined up you know that you know that there was a japanese report a couple of weeks ago yeah so i'm hooked up with those guys right now and uh, um hopefully we'll get those samples um analyzed real 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 quick and i will keep you in the loop yep all right so yep take it easy bye, -bye.
There we go, folks. Uh... All right. Um... Let's see. <laughs> Can they have guns in Japan for real? Um, no. Um, I don't need guns in Japan. Just uh, if anyone wants to try their chances uh, turning up at my door, be my guest. <laughs> be my guest. It would make my day. <laughs> I have cameras all around the house. <laughs> Just to record me laying a beating onto you. <laughs> Yes, that was Steve Kirchhoff. Um, let me see. I'll try to catch up with some of the documents. That was that was a great, great uh, stream. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Broken Truth. Um, it, it, he's doing. Like I say, I only I only came across his work a few weeks ago, and um, the uh, yeah, just what what a what a pleasant individual to meet and someone that we're actually desperate for we need that skill set of someone who who can put together a professionally made um documentary not a not a stupid peter's documentary but one that covers everything from um yeah i know and i'm still alive um look I'm an open book here, folks. Like I say, everything everything I do is transparent, right? I've got a track record of doing that, and you know, I've got a I've got a whole series of uh, DMs with uh, cardboard PhD Ian Copeland that we're going to be going through. He just did a he just did a space about me, and he was trying to sort of goad me into there, and I was like, I'm not going in your fucking gay ops. <laughs> gay ops tranny field uh <laughs> twat spaces i was like if you want to come out your little uh safe space uh you can uh i'm more than happy to talk to you but uh nah, he's he's just a weak chinned weak chinned braggart <laughs> and uh i've slapped him around scientifically and if i met him i would choke him out in fucking seconds um yeah a frontline friend in california and um, and look, you know, it's like I say, um, there's there's good and bad people everywhere, right? And, and obviously, John is one of the good people in um, in California. And we need we need to be able to um, aggregate people together that that are able to weather the um, the, the the woke issues right we can't have people break right around uh if they feel that they're going to get trampled by uh the the woke juggernaut you got to be able to stand in front of it <laughs> just bat it away like uh like neo from the matrix uh all right let me try and uh just see if we get some questions here so share uh, so Gonzalo Lira got arrested by Ukraine Nazis again. Yeah, I hope he's okay. Look, that's that's a system in um, its desperate last throes. And look, the, that fighting on the ground is brutal. I saw a clip from the Wagner guy and <laughs> him, him teeing off about them not having enough ammunition and uh, and and dying. Look, man, that looks. It's a brutal fucking slaughter fest, and anyone who's not 
on the side of just trying to end that misery um, is is deranged right now. Um, so that's that. Uh, let's see. Uh, TWC for Health says John is beyond amazing. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a real, you know, we've spoken in, in the background through sort of DMs and stuff. And that was my first time talking to him. And yeah, very, very nice, easygoing fella that, you know, is going to concord with uh, a lot of a lot of my positions so uh that was nice um map the lick spittles says good doggy yes yes use their weapons against them they're making lists of you start making lists of them right let them start thinking that there's gonna be some fucking consequences all right um let's see kev with the absolutely patience of a saint or those fucking mutton children well, I wasn't that woman speaking down to you as if you were five years old. Oh, yeah, but I mansplained that bitch. <laughs> when she said that, man, I just burst out fucking laughing. <laughs> All right. Um, John became awake in 20. I read that one. Um, let's see. Yeah, I need glasses to L. Um, let's see. Modern day high priest. Don't know what that means. Uh Scientists, maybe. Um, let's see. The wellness company is helping people daily when others aren't. TWC Health. Um, is that uh, Peter McCullough's um, thing? Let's um, say. Look, um, <laughs> If he's uh, if if that's how he's having to make a living now because they've struck all his licenses, um, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. But I I, I think that's a St uh, St uh, Peter McCullough um, business, right? Uh, let's see, Kev is back. No n words. <laughs> oh man, I've so rattled them right by uh, going nigger, <laughs> nigger, nigger, nigger. <laughs> they hate it right that is the reflex of the speech and thought code totalitarians make them show their colors so you know where to fucking aim <laughs> better dead than red or in this case uh rainbow colored or green all right um generator says love you man i love you too bro um we need to have you back on the stream we've got to get you a better connection though so because you're, you're dropping so much important information and the um we, we can't we it needs to be coming through in stereophonic um glory uh let's see raspberry says medical industrial syndicate i agree um good doggy says allah flood it again just see if i can unleash unleash the uh arab chads let me see come on come on you know you want the chad yes yes uh verona you may have you may have um you, you know what uh <laughs> i got a good one the other day um i've played it before i think but um i wanna i wanna make it a bit less um 
offensive uh, in this instance. Um, where do I put it? This one. Um, so I've got to get that one on, uh, could you please make your guests audio levels same? It would be a lot easier for listening. Uh, it sounds about the same to me, so um, it's difficult for me to say unless someone actually says in the chat. Uh, let's see. Congrats. USA imported Nazi eugenic stuff. Come on. You know you want more Arab Chad. <laughs> this one was uh, hilarious. May Allah awaken the people and help them to see the <laughs> Shout out to youth youth Uber Gruppenführer. Let's see. First, KZ was driven by Brits in Africa. What I mean by KZ there? All the elites were Nazi. Um, no, I, I'm not sure. I think uh, I think just more degenerate deviants um, and sadists is probably a better way of thinking about it. Um, let's see. A literal torch kill box, my monkey brother. Uh, let's see. Thank you so much, Graham Nutty. It was so weird talking about things never trained to talk about. Oh, yeah. You, you did great, um, Genevieve. Allah will coom, and all us raccoons will sit in judgment over this shit. Hold society's fate. Hello, Uh, let's see, we were discussing lipid nanoparticles and prions uh, at Ian Copeland. I say, I wait for Ian Copeland to come out his little safe space. Come out, Ian, you faggot. <laughs> you bleak faggot. <laughs> come on, he's, he's made such, he's, he's made such calumnies in, in the DMs with me, man. He is he is a literal fucking retard when it comes to science. <laughs> uh, Kevin can explain to our Ian Copeland his medical claims about mRNA vaccines. Yeah, I'm happy to, but uh, I'm I'm not doing it in his little gay ops Twitter spaces where he's got control of Mike. Give me co-host, I'll think about doing that. But until then, he's just a ghetto monkey with uh, <laughs> just a braggart right and literally literally all a lot of his dms is just him bragging about his fucking bling 
<laughs> Talk about living up to a stereotype. <laughs> yeah, dog. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Booth was Lincoln's wife's heroin dealer. Doesn't mean much to me. Uh, just tightening your kill box, peon. Yeah, get back in your kill box, peon. <laughs> Look left, not right. Uh, let's see. AJ is Jewish. Um, which, Alex Jones? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, let's see. The treatment of Valeria with quinine marked the first successful use of a chemical combat, com compound in combating an infectious disease. Well, thank you, binary code there. Um, no pass for gay scientists. Um, yeah, that, look, man, I, I think it's just, it's just, it's, it's, get back in the fucking closets. And if you, if, if you're part of this weaponized tranny gender dysphoria fucking agenda, um, it's, it's the fucking rope for you cunts. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> there's, there's no mercy to be uh, to be dished out in that particular uh, instance. Let's see. Ding, ding, ding. Fick them. Keep fighting. Never give up. Gulag. Everything is a subscription service. Yeah. Um, Till you get Simon Phoenix. And then. Uh, and then they're not. <laughs> Let's see. Break the Matrix Parlay. Yeah. They don't like being on the lick spittle list. No, they don't. And like I say, make them show their colours. Okay? And, you know, that's uh, all, all the time that you're trying to play the academic games with them. Look, those assholes just walked into uh, yesterday as uh, they were... <laughs> they were... Well, you know, they got ground into the dust. So... Da, 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 da. Tip of the spear. I tacked BB on this one on Twitter the other day. Um, yeah, man. Bear Brain is another fucking coward, right? <laughs> step, step out, you little uh, little safe space, <laughs> and uh, come throw down on the map if you think you got something to say. And you know what do we find? Most of these people just crumble, right? And Ian Copeland is another gobshite that's just fucking crumbled, right? And I'll, I'll, the next stream uh, tomorrow, I'll I'll do that and I'll go, I'll go through it because it's so fucking hilarious. These fucking clowns, man! <laughs> I've got fucking pages of DMs from them as they're trying they're trying to sort of goad me into their 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 space, but uh, the doc ain't falling for it. <laughs> They aren't very clever monkeys, those ones. All right. It's offensive when they say push them into the ocean. Them should be more clear. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> uh, GD. Allah flooded again. The world was flooded once, and he said, not another flood. The next cleaning will be by fire and no rainbow afterwards. Yeah, it's hard to have rainbows when the skies are filled with smoke. All right, I think I about covered the... Um, uh, the... chat. And let me just see if anyone... Anyone stumped up for a pan-Arab chat in the meantime? Now, 
All right, I'm out here, folks. I hope you appreciated it. Uh, it was a, it was a good, interesting stream. I enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully that will be a fruitful, fruitful connection. Uh, take care. God bless. I will see you in the next one, my niggas. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers. I will fucking kill each fucking papa. I swear. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they actually saying. Fuck these chappers. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever first in my fucking blood blood. Never. No. I will fucking die. Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. All that fire. This guy. So check what we found out. Turn this. Let up! 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 Let up